Hello, and welcome to episode 81 of Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo, with me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the hunter-warrior, Alessandro Bielsi. Say hello, Al. I totally forgot to prep something to say here. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. On this Sorry, week, we had so many other things to I know, discuss to think about. It's, it's great. I, at least, um, I just Sometimes you completely derail me. That derailed me a little bit but not as much as usual, so I appreciate it. Well, it's because I was derailed and I had to come up with something to do. <laughs> Nailed it. On this week's episode, big news, including, but not limited to, a triumphant return, John Wick, a few reoccurring flicks in a six segments, as well as other assorted news and nuggets, all before diving into our flick of the week, Alita Battle Angel. But first, Al, before all that, before you tell us what we're drinking, we have some housekeeping. Uh, it's a little more than housekeeping. The spin tune is expanding. And Flicks in the Six podcast is moving to a new hosting service. So what does that mean for you? Not much unless you listen on SoundCloud. Um, after the next couple of episodes, you'll no longer be able to get the episodes there, unfortunately. Uh, but from what I can gather, it doesn't seem like a ton of folks are anyway. But there's actually better news to come along with that, and that's that we're going to be available on a wide array of platforms now. Um, many of which we weren't before. So I'm just going to run through this list real quick. We are on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Castro, Radio Public, Breaker Audio, TuneIn, and CastBox. Uh, so if you can't find us, I think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> so there's that. Um, obviously, we also have our standard RSS feed. You can get that information and more. Actually, you can get all the episodes if you would like to do them on the web. You can listen to those at flixinasix.spintune.com. Um, can you spell spintune for the people? S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N. Well, I realize uh, this is uh, probably something of a blind spot for us. We just use the word so colloquially, and it's we true. expect everyone to know how to spell it. And at this point, if they've been listening to us for a while, they probably should know how to spell it. But I realized as we were getting to what we'll be getting to in the next big part of our announcements, um, as I was talking to someone else about this, uh, I realized that I kept using the word, and they were familiar with the word, but didn't know how to spell it. <laughs> That's fair. I was like, you know what? We should start spelling it more often for people who are first listening, because we would like, we love that you listen. We would like you to start coming back to the website as well, because slowly but surely, we will be writing more on the Spinchoon. Uh, Anthony kicked that off, uh, was it last week with, um, or the, the week before? Yeah, two weeks ago. With his uh, textual, uh, not to be confused with the sexual, review of Alita Battle Angel. Or confuse um, it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Um, so we are hoping to ramp that back up. That'll be Anthony, myself, and Brian, and hopefully new additional contributors. Uh, include. Is there anything else you have to say on the topic you were doing? No, go on. I was going to say take the next in announcement away. So, <laughs> in Including the newest member of the Spin Tune family, a uh, friend of mine, Michael Schaefer, uh, who henceforth will Woo! only be referred to Cheers. as Schaefer. Yeah. <laughs> henceforth will only be referred to as Schaefer on this show and any other show, who may be doing some writing for us. And as well, he will be co-hosting with me the second show in the Spin Tune Podcast Network. I'm going to call him Michael. You can call him Michael. He's not going to like it. You know, uh, you know Coming to America? Uh, I am his, vaguely familiar with it. His mama called him Cassius? I'm going to call him Cassius. <laughs> <laughs> that one, I don't know. Um, so anyway, um, our new show, which at least for now and probably going forward, will be called The Spin Tune Sports Show. What is The Spin Tune Sports Show? That's well, we have one way that you can get informed on that. 
episode zero of the Spin Tune Sports Show is now live. Uh, you can find it in the same or the similar place to how you would find Flicks and the Six on, on the web. It's sss.spintune.com. Correct. Um, as well as you can start finding it uh, as it's slowly populating. Hopefully by the time any of you are listening to this, it'll be also pushed on all of those things as well, all those other services as well. Although I think as of right now, it's not on all of them just yet. Um, yeah, but it's slowly propagating to the rest of them. I'm, could, I'm, I'm pushing listen, it out. So Yeah, you can listen to that to get uh, kind of a taste for what will be. Um, hopefully you will forgive us because um, Anthony handles all of our technological stuff here. I do not. <laughs> uh, so this is the first time that I tried to record something solo. The audio is fairly rough. Um, there's a little bit of staticky interference in the background. So I've just bear, bear with us as I figure out how to do those things because... Me and Schaefer will be recording face-to-face, almost certainly, for the foreseeable future, every episode, uh, because he lives like eight minutes away from me. Hmm. Um, Convenient. It is. Um, Unlike me. <laughs> I'm also, in addition to the technological stuff that I'm not used to handling, which hopefully we'll have a better handle on, as I'm now using a better uh, app to record this stuff, um, I also have to learn a new skill in driving the show. The thing that Anthony yeah. typically does for us has been doing for the last two years, I think that I did a pretty good job of faking it until I made it when we did our Oscar Primer episode. But still, this is a new experience for me. So come for the content and stick around for the laughs at our expense. Uh, We had some funny stories that we told in our episode zero because we were recording it in the middle of a blackout at my house. In addition to (laughs) the technical technical issues that we had, Uh, there's dogs barking because we're recording at like 2 p.m., um, I think Anthony may have clipped the time where my dad asked us if we wanted to have some whiskey. No. Because it was on. You didn't take it out? No, I didn't take the whiskey part out. There was another thing that he yelled down that I clipped out, but the whiskey oh, stayed. Okay. I couldn't remember. I know that there was, an, uh, there was a time where he interrupted us and I told you to clip that out. I, I forgot it was it was, uh, it was about the whiskey. Was, the whiskey one stayed in there. So <laughs> anyway, it was being recorded on St. Patrick's Day, so you'll forgive us for... Uh, drinking some whiskey that day but it's also episode gonna, zero everybody gets one yeah that was the whole point of being episode zero not the formal <laughs> episode one we hope it'll be much more polished it won't be as polished as this show starting off as i learn how to do those things better and as we figure out some of the things we want to do with um polishing it up like with intro although i kind of like the intro i hope you'll like the intro as well i did realize that i'm gonna have to insert a crucially needed not that's not in part of the intro you'll see where that is once you've listened to the first episode mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to spoil it i want you guys it's to probably worth it. a listen um, <laughs> even so, if you're not a sports person it's entertaining oh yeah uh, i hope if you enjoy us here you'll listen to that even if you don't love sports but i can understand if you have zero interest in sports why you wouldn't want to hear it that being said we're going to be doing high level league-wide sports stuff a bit uh, whatever comes up in interest to us. It's predominantly going to be New York sports, like the nine major teams in the New York City area in football, hockey, baseball, and basketball, be- especially with the hockey stuff because Schaefer is a huge Rangers fan. I'm a big Islanders fan. We feel like hockey is an underserved market in the New York area. So we want to make that a focus. We were considering doing an all-hockey podcast, but I just know that I'm not equipped to do it, uh, mm-hmm. even if Fair you might enough. So we're going to be doing it. We're, we're hoping, even though the relationship between me and Schaefer isn't exactly the same as one between me and Anthony, we do have very good chemistry together because we've known each other for a very long time. Um, it's going to be similar in spirit to this, where it's going to be a couple of guys 
talking about a form of entertainment that they love and having a couple of beers while they do it. We won't be doing formal beer reviews on that show most likely because his beer tastes are a lot more simplistic than me and Anthony's is. And, and that's fine. He just enjoys kicking back a few uh, light beers or whatever. So we'll drink some beers. We'll talk some New York sports. We'll talk some league-wide sports. We'll talk some soccer, unfortunately. Because um, <laughs> he's a huge soccer fan. Uh, I'm going to have to rise to the occasion and know just enough to have a functional conversation with him. Um, but we just want to have some fun, just like we do on this. That's Everything about this site and this podcast network is about us having some fun and hopefully you having some fun listening to us having fun. Exactly. And that's the this is the first stage in, in many stages of growth that we have planned. So We've um, been growing slowly. This is our shot in, you know, of adrenaline to get us moving because we have other plans that we want to start rolling out over the next the rest of the year at least. Um, right. So eighty one episodes in. Thank you for sticking with us this far. We appreciate you and uh, we hope you enjoy what's next. Yes. So the couple, just a quick recap. Uh, every, you can everything you need to know about us and the shows you will find on spinchune.com. We're still going to be there. You'll still be able to find the the write ups of each episode as long as, as along with an embedded link to actually play it from there. Um, like I said, you won't be able to get us on SoundCloud anymore, but most folks don't anyway. Uh, and you'll be able to get us on pretty much any podcast service that there is. Uh, the if you want just Flicks and a Six, you can go to flicksandasix.spintune.com. If you want just the sports show, you can go to sss.spintune.com. Uh, we also have emails set up for the shows so that you can write in if you have questions, comments, things you want to get on the, onto an episode, want the host to discuss. There is sss at spintune.com for the sports show, and there is flicksandasix at spintune.com for us here. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and incorporating your, uh, your thoughts into our episodes. And on that note, we also are hoping to have a better um, social media presence. Uh, Schaefer will be driving a lot of that because he has a lot of experience in that. So hopefully we'll have a little bit better and more active social um, interaction with you guys. So with that, let's get to the fun stuff, Al. Yes. What are we drinking? Wait, that wasn't fun for you? Uh, that, was, that was fun. That was, it was more business. Sure. It was fun business. It wasn't funny business. It was us missing business for pleasure, though. (laughs) Yes. Now let's talk about this pleasure in a cup. (laughs) Yeah, because I opened this and there was a very fragrant burst of beer vapor, I guess. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This one didn't explode all over me, so that's great. Which, that's already a great start. So anyway, we're drinking. Is that like a blessing? That's showing us how the rest of this is going to go. I appreciate that. Thank you, I mean, I hope so, yeah. It made me comfortable. The thing is, I guess it really could only go downhill from there, so... Jesus. Um, So anyway, what we're going to drink here today is 21st Amendment Breweries, Back in Black. It's an American IPA brewed with rich, dark malts. It's a black IPA that's 6.8% alcohol by volume, 65 IBUs. Uh, Unfortunately, it's only 12 ounces, but... Uh, I wish I still had Come the on, box man. for this. I actually stole this beer. Well, borrowed this beer. Acquired this beer from my brother. Uh, and it had a box. Say, you didn't borrow this. <laughs> no, he's not getting it back. So, uh, no, we, we swapped beers um, when I find some stuff that I have. And he has some stuff that I've never had before. I try and swap with him so that we can use them on the show. Um, there was a box that had some cool information story on this, I think. Uh, but I don't have the box anymore, so I can't read it to you. So that information that you got is all that you're going to get. So well, let's... There is some wonderful can art here. Yeah, I was going to say, we usually do that after we've taken our first yeah. set, but we can do it if you want. I, I want to do it right now just because it really... What really caught my eye about this is... I, you didn't read uh, any of the Walking Dead comics, have you? 
Uh, very, very, very little. Are you familiar with the art style? The one that's yes. on this can? <laughs> this it's is, pretty close. To this. this is Walking Dead, 21st Amendment. This is, is this, what is going on here? Is Paul Revere uh, on a, on a chopper? What's? It surely looks like Paul Revere <laughs> making his midnight ride with a lantern and candle, but driving on a motorcycle. Which is just fantastic. Yeah, um, that is a delightfully anachronistic picture. <laughs> it's wonderful. Let's give the sucker a taste. Cheers. Cheers. To new beginnings. Oh, yeah. Mmm, that hits the spot. Oh, wow. I've, I've generally been a fan of uh, the beers that I've had from 21st Amendment. Yeah, I I think I've had a couple of them, but I, it's not something that I've really had as much as I should have. Mm. I think I, the first one I ever was exposed to was the watermelon one. Isn't there a watermelon summer or spring beer? Hell or high watermelon. It's one of my favorites to drink in the yes. summer. Yes. Um, although I'm going to derail us slightly here for a very brief <laughs> aside. When I just said that hit the spot, it reminded me of what I had for dinner about an hour and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I swear um, to God, if you bring up Gorgonzola fries again... <laughs> <laughs> this partnership is over. <laughs> no, no gorgonzola fries. Right. No, so friends. have you had chicken scarpiella? Uh, I'm not familiar with that word unless it's being said weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. <laughs> okay. um, although I think I've heard it pronounced scarparillo too, but I don't think that's the right pronunciation. All right, so ex- explain this chicken to me. So it's chicken. It's sausage. Let me get a glimpse of this bird. It's potatoes. It's peppers. It's cherry peppers. Ugh. And all of those things... You could have just started with cherry peppers and I would have been like, sign me up. Our stick. Uh, Al, Al and I, yeah, we have a we have a history with cherry peppers. <laughs> a delightful history. Um, so anyway, yeah, so, this, so those ingredients are all put together along with, I think, some chicken broth and probably some other spices and stuff like that. But um, you also add some of the vinegar from the cherry peppers yeah. to the, the... Essentially, it's a stock. Um, and you just cook it together. You bread the chicken very lightly, very, very lightly. Um, and you just let it simmer. Nice. And you eat it, and it's fucking delicious. Is this like a slow, like low and slow cook? Or... I, I think so, yeah. We've had it a couple of different times, a couple of different ways. Um, this is the best version of it that we've had. Um, my dad knocked it out of the park, Grand Slam. It was delicious. So what I'm, I'm going to come to you, and we're going to have those fries for lunch. <laughs> want to have that for dinner it's gonna be that's hearty eating man <laughs> and then and then because you did that for me what i will do for you is i will watch cloud Atlas. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that too because i was gonna find a way to organically slip that uh. in because we i realized the other day i you know what it was i realized it when i was watching alita i was like this reminds me a little bit of cloud atlas in some ways and i've really let anthony off the hook i haven't brought it up in over a month i Watching that movie was like, we're not going to be able to get through that episode without him bringing up Cloud Atlas. <laughs> See, okay, so we're on the same page. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, you guys should watch that already. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, the thing is, we've been teasing that for a, like about a year. I think it's been almost a year yeah, since so. you and I planned what we want to do for that it episode. It seems like yeah. a solid episode 100. <sighs> you don't get 20 more weeks. You don't get 20 more weeks to do this. Oh, man. I, I'm i going to watch it, Al. You realize that since we've done this, children have been conceived and born into this world? Yeah, it's... <laughs> uh, okay, it's March 21st, right? Yes. We're going to do Cloud Atlas in April. 
Are we going to do it when we're we... We're going to do the Cloud Atlas face, episode. face to face when we do it. So is... <laughs> are we going to do it when I come down for Infinity War? It's just going to be a... Just that game, whatever. Yeah, and if we're going to do that, we might as well go to Arthur's as well. Oh, man. We're going to... I'm going to have to clear my schedule for the week. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Our snake. Anyway, that was even more dramatic of a rabbit hole than I expected. I just wanted to bring up that 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 dinner was delicious. If you can find good chicken scarpello, it's so fucking good. Um, but getting back to this beer, which is also it. so fucking good, natural transition. Mm. Um, tell me what you think about this beer. I am a big fan of this. It's super drinkable. It's. I don't it, know it's funny to... because here's this dark orange, always super drinkable. What'd you say? So it's funny because beers this dark aren't always no, super drinkable. No, no, that, that's yeah. I think that's what's the that's kind of what's shocking about it, and it's I don't know. It's just a it's like a wonderful taste. It's one of those things where I, I generally it's really funny. It's it's a very strange thing. If I really like a beer, there's usually like a lot of flavor in there. Things that I like that makes me also say I really really like this, but I'll only have one. Mm-hmm. I, I will drink more than one of these. Yeah, um, I could too. Uh, and it's funny because it's bitter enough, especially when you add the dark malt, that adds some natural bitterness to it in addition to the hops. Um, it's strong enough. It's 6.5%. This is the type of beer that could be burdensome. It, I mean, it's got a like rich head to it mm-hmm. when I poured it. Um, but it all melds together in a perfect synergy. It's a very well-crafted beer in addition to just how tasty it is. It's got a nice chocolatey scent. Too. Yeah, uh, and that's what you get because it's like black patent or, or like chocolate malt. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably both of them are in there, um, and that's exactly what you should get out of it. Uh, sometimes I'm trying to t- just take a little whiff of this. You can even get a little bit of coffee, like roastiness in there. Yeah, I'm uh, on my review scale. I'm going two thumbs up on this one. Oh, two thumbs, nice. Two thumbs up. So my review scale, I'm gonna enhance a little bit. We've been doing we're 80, 81 episodes in. Enhance. All right. So other. <laughs> <laughs> it's instead of just a yes or no, you're gonna get one to two thumbs up or down. Okay. All right. Or zero thumbs is in the middle. Is that the middle uh, of the scale? I don't know what happens when the zero thumbs comes along. We'll we'll figure that one out. We'll, we'll dead we'll neutral. Jo- Joaquin Phoenix sideways thumb. Oh, the sideways thumb. I think we could do that. We'll do a sideways thumb, and then at, by by the end of the episode or by the end of the beer, I need to decide. Yeah, you have to. Okay, shit or that's fair. It has to become at least a slight thumbs up or a slight thumbs down. Okay, no, 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 no slights. You know how I feel about point fives. It's a, it's, it's one, it's one or two up, one or two down. Sideways, this is, if I'm not undecided at the beginning of the episode. This beer is strong to quite strong. I really enjoy this. Yeah, um, if I you like, like dark beers, if you like black IPAs, which is like a really niche um, subsection of beer, um, this is really good. Um, the first it, black IPA I had was at one of your barbecues. The first black IPA you ever had was the first beer you and I ever made when we were watching. No, sorry. It wasn't the first one when we did the Lord of the Rings marathon. It was the first beer I made once I picked it back up again. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I think you might have had it at a barbecue. You're right. It was, it was nice. Awesome. Good choice on this one. Good I'll choice. have to give a little credit to Dominic because he bought this one. Thanks, cuz. To the peanut gallery. <laughs> to the <Cheers>. peanut gallery. <laughs> Al. Shall we get into it? Yeah, we have. Uh, I have a couple of little news and nuggets. Uh, I'm sure you do as well. Yeah, I'm sure we have at least one crossover. At least Maybe, it's going to be the one that we discussed two. earlier today. Um, oh, okay. So we have. We definitely have one. Maybe two. Um, John Wick. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. That trailer, though. <laughs> I okay. It's like it's. You sent me the trailer, and 
I, you know, you know, I was sold. I was sold when I heard the words John Wick three, right? I was like, I'm totally into that. I don't care. I want. You, and we, then he heard you the word know, Parabellum. You who listen, know that I love, <laughs> I love that those movies. I can't. This is gonna be. It's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be oh, absurd, yeah. off the wall. Like, I, and I really feel like it's what's amazing. They literally, they're just gonna roll right into it, just like they did in the second one. Rolled right off the first one. Which, this is essentially a, like a. It's probably like a six to seven hour movie that was broken up into three parts. It's essentially a mini series, which is fantastic. Yeah, and what a way to do it. And then we got that Jason Manzukis. Wait, was he in? I don't even remember. No, I just it. saw that that poster. Whether or not <laughs> with him on it, I don't remember seeing him in it in the trailer. I, I didn't see him in the trailer. Oh, I just saw the poster with him on it. Did he say that in that armchair expert episode? Did he say he was in it? No, I don't think so. Huh. I don't think you mentioned it. I'm actually gonna. I'm now. You have me wondering though if, um, if like it's fake. If the poster is fake. Oh, was it like one of those like joke posters of like? I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna look him up real quick. Let's see if he's in it. Either yeah. way, it, regardless. Oh, no, oh so he's, he's in it. TikTok man. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I yeah, I can't wait for this one. It's gonna be ridiculous. It's gonna be. You know what's funny? The first two movies were so over the top. The action was just out of control. Entertaining as all hell. Somehow the second had even more, and somehow this one's gonna have even more. And even you can more, more? tell that by it, more and more, much more better. <laughs> and I, I don't like. I there's there's a ridiculous scene in the trailer of him walking through the desert, and rather than being annoyed by this, I want to know how he gets there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm genuinely tell, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I want. I would like more information. I don't know. It's it's just it's so so absurd. It's just on. On paper, it sounds like something that you should go, ugh, about. <laughs> but but there's, these movies are so good. I, I can't wait for it. There's a, um, I listened to Hollywood Babylon. It's a Kevin Smith, Ralph Garman show. Yeah, I think you've mentioned that a couple times. They do a segment uh, called Exquisite Acting. It's, it's acting that's that's so bad that it goes Did you say all... that it's exquisite? <laughs> it's acting that's so bad that goes all the way around to being good again. And I feel like that's every line <laughs> that that Keanu delivers <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> I will say I was I was a little distracted while I noticed he's finally starting to show his age a little bit. Mm-hmm. His face is getting fat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny. He just he's so he's so stiff. Yeah, and, and I don't. You know what it is? He looks like I feel in a suit. Well, that's part of it. The other <laughs> the other part of it is. Um, because of how they wanted him to look otherworldly in the the martial arts he learned for the Matrix movies, like they didn't want him to look human. Yeah. Um, I think that he's just carried that very stiff, like almost like like old school video game thing where it was like just straight line movements. Yeah. No, where there's no fluidity really to it. That's interesting. Because he definitely, he didn't seem that way in speed for sure. No. Definitely not in Bill and Ted. Uh, <laughs> Wasn't there news about Bill and Ted three today? Yeah, I think they're today? doing that. No, not yeah. just that, but like there was like they released some sort of like teaser of like the two. Oh, of them did they? Oh, yeah, I, I don't know that. if it was. I don't know if it was like a. I don't know if it was actual footage or if it was a teaser, like of them like kind of behind the scenes type of thing. But there was something that was just released a couple of days ago or yesterday with the two of them. I'm gonna have to look that up. Do we know when this is coming out? May seventeenth. Oh, come on! This is great. This is no, we're getting up. We're getting up to that time. Like the season is ramping up on us because we've got some big stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We have us is out 
Yeah, I'm, I'm see. Oh, I'm seeing that tomorrow. Oh, is it already out? I couldn't. Yeah. I don't know if it was this weekend or next weekend. It was out today. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. I knew it was imminent. It, I thought it, it was next. It, it, it's one of those things. It comes out tomorrow, so that means to all of Thursday. And and it came <laughs> out Monday. It came out that Monday, but they only played the first half of it. Uh, the second half is Tuesday. <laughs> I have no idea. Tomorrow night, though, going to see that. So that'll be on a on an episode coming to you soon. That'll probably be in a couple of weeks, right? Because I think we yeah. already agreed we're going to triple from triple tier next tier week. Will probably be next, and then followed by us will be my guests. And then it's just like. Then we're in it. We're in the thick of the season, and the, all sorts of crazy movies are coming out. Well, that's what it is. So we got, in April, we have Endgame coming out. I think there's something else coming out in April as well that I was interested in. Probably. But it's all jumbling together, so I don't remember now. We have... <laughs> is um, it Game of Thrones? It's probably Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, no, there's that too, but I think there was a movie too. And then there was... Um, and then there's John Wick that's coming out in May right after that. Like, and where... Tis the season. I only have a few weeks to get through... 19 movies. <laughs> I have made no Wait, progress. You still haven't watched any more of them? <laughs> Dude, I've been focusing on our stuff. All right. <laughs> well, that was like for the last day. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's true. Uh, no, I need to. Yeah, I have to get through. Wait, so you're telling me you're gonna watch 22 goddamn movies, but you're not gonna have watched Cloud Atlas? <laughs> I, 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 I might pepper it in there. I'm gonna have to break up the monotony somehow. I, I, you know what? Speaking of the monotony, I was talking to Kim about this earlier. Man, I am just, I am struggling to get through the friggin' fifth Harry Potter book. I love that book. I, I don't, I don't. I think, I, don't. I think it's too much in a row. I did, I took no breaks. I started the first book. That type of thing just typically bother me, but I can see it bothering the... you after watching the Lord of the Rings experience. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I think I just need to break it up. I'm also reading like professional development books in the middle and those are actually breaking it up enough where those are those are more interesting to me right now than the than the harry potter book i'll get Wait, back to it I'll there's no way it. you're getting through the marvel movies if you're planning on seeing every one of them because between the ramping up of the spin tune stuff and you starting a new job and having professional development stuff to read and reading harry potter there's I, no way well the harry potter is going to take a backseat because it just needs to otherwise i'm going to hate the characters and cloud out Cloud Atlas, we'll, we'll get in there. I, um, I, I think it's gonna be. I'm gonna have to put those movies on in the background while I do things. That's all it is. While I'm cooking, I'll just have to put one on. You know what I mean? Because that makes sense. You don't really need to sit down and like evaluate it. The problem is all of my. The only place that there is a Blu-ray player is in the movie room. So I'll have to make sure that I have streamable copies of. I have a good solution. You could just pick it up and bring it upstairs. But the wiring is so nice. I'm not doing that. I mean, the thing is, though, you you don't have to leave it there permanently. You could bring it back down when you're done. That's true. Um, <laughs> that's true. You make a lot of sense. Um, or, it, or if you got a laptop and a disk drive, you put it on the counter while you're... Disk drive. Where are you? <laughs> Where in time are you? <laughs> I mean, like, they have peripheral disk drives. I understand it's not in the, uh, there the computer. There are one, two, there are five... Five? There are five computers in this house. Not a single one of them has a disk drive. <laughs> I have a rem I have a removable, like the the one that plugs in with the. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty sure I looked it up for you to buy the right one. <laughs> no, the one I had came with the computer I bought. Oh, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have one either. You're right. Ah, I'll just I'll just buy them again digitally. <laughs> Not the first of all, like aren't they all on Netflix now? Like, but oh, only they? until the end of this year. Oh, okay, perfect. 
I mean, well, I don't know about all of them, but a lot of them are. At least the last several that came out are. That's fair. But the problem is, I watched one of 20. So we're not talking the, the last several. We're talking the last all of them. <laughs> First of all, you and I both know that I'm sure there's some way for you to cast yeah, the street from downstairs to the upstairs. Don't so. you worry. Don't you worry about me. I'll make it happen. We both know that you have a workaround, even if you're choosing not to think of it right now. <laughs> Speaking of these Marvel movies, big news. And that is the return of James Gunn. Yes. Thoughts. Oh, that's right. That happened like the day. Yeah, that happened last Friday. So it was a day after we recorded. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Which I couldn't have broke like before we started. It seems like that happens pretty often too. And it's like, you yeah. know, there's seven days in a week. And it's so always going to happen. There's some sort of news that comes out just about every day, but there's a lot of days where the news, I don't bother to hold on to it. It's like, eh, this doesn't really register. But that, that one registers, yeah. especially for us. And it came out the day after we recorded. And so now you're going to hear about this news a week after it happened and everyone's discussed it. Right. But not often, if ever, <laughs> do they, the, the big companies go back on decisions like this. Well, the question is, did they go back at all? Was it just a ploy? There's some, this isn't confirmed, but I saw some rumors maybe two days after the news broke that Disney never actually tapped another director because they were always planning on doing this. So they had to distance themselves from him, create an uproar so that they could bring him back into the fold because it's what you asked for. Is that what well, it is? a combination of things, too, that and like one that too, um, I think they were just investigating what the recourse was and how much trouble they would possibly get into be maintaining that relationship. Mm -hmm. So they basically just sent him to exile. Allegedly, they sent him to exile while they figured out where everything stood from a legal standpoint. Got it. All right. I mean, I, I believe that. This is rumored. This is not confirmed. I, I believe that. I, I would not be surprised if that were actually the case, though. But considering we heard a few weeks ago that they were still using his script, um, and no one had ever actually officially in any way, shape, or form been connected to do the directing. I know they reached out to the most obvious in-house uh, option with Taika Waititi, but he wasn't going to do it. So... Hmm. Oh my god, this beer is so good. I'm sorry. It really uh, is. It's so good. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm thrilled. You obviously, I'm thrilled. I've been talking a while now about how I well, after this run through of all of them, I'm going to try and pick a favorite. And as of right now, the ones that are up there, as you know, are Guardians and Ragnarok. So it's funny. I did a very quick off the cuff ranking of the movies. Uh, I was discussing this with my cousin Mike. Hey, Mike, uh, Mike. who was listening to our episode last week uh, about Captain Marvel and talking about kind of we did kind of a loose like where does it stand for us type mm -hmm. of thing. So he sent me his very well thought out list of Ooh. the ranking of them, um, and there was some agreement, some disagreement. Do um, you have that list? Uh, mine or his or both? His, his. Uh, sure. Let's, uh, let's go through Mike, his. I hope Mike, I'm hope I'm not betraying any uh, confidences because I'm going to read your list if I can find it. I hope there's you meant there's like something on that that just like wild, for whatever reason wildly offensive to me. Yeah, well, no, I mean, it's like no, I mean like there was nothing, there wasn't even any analysis. It was just a list. Like he just gave me a list of things. Yeah, this is his list: Iron Man, The Avengers, Captain America: Civil War, Avengers: Infinity War, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor: Ragnarok, Black Panther, Spider-Man: Homecoming. Captain America, the first Avenger, Thor, Captain Marvel, 
The Incredible Hulk, Avengers Age of Ultron, Guardians 2, Captain America Winter Soldier, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, Ant-Man of the Wasp, Iron Man 3, Iron Man 2, Thor The Dark World. Interesting list. Interesting list. Uh, it's funny with so many movies on the list. It's hard to it's it's hard to like keep track of them as you're going through that list. Well, that was the thing is I, I when I was creating my list, I had to keep going back to his list because I knew all of them were on there. And I was like, I'm definitely gonna forget some if I don't keep referring back to this list to make sure that I more or less get all of them. Yeah, I was I was as I was listening to you, I was like, is there anything offensive in the top five? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, it was offensive to me that he has the Winter Soldier. Like two thirds of the way down the list because yeah. that's that is the best one in my mind. So yeah, no, I, I know I know you're a big fan of that. You can, and as you remember, I didn't like it until I rewatched it. So yes, um, I'll read you my list because I have it here. Yeah, uh, since to him. So I have Winter Soldier first, Ragnarok second, Black Panther third, Guardians one, Infinity War, the original Avengers, Homecoming, first Iron Man, first Ant Man, mm. Captain Marvel. Ultron. Then I put a little space because the next five I basically have more or less tied. Like there's <laughs> the, not really the next are the same. <laughs> it's a cluster. Like there's not you yeah, know. Yeah. So I have Ant-Man and the Wasp, Captain America One, Doctor Strange, Civil War, and Guardians Two. Okay. Then I have another space. Then Hulk. Then another space, and then the other ones that I haven't mentioned yet. Got it. <laughs> that, I yeah. That's. I feel like. That's a, that's a fair list. We're probably we'll probably be very close when I'm done with mine. So, so those ones that I didn't mention would be Thor, Thor two, Iron Man two, Iron Man three. Um, I think that's it. I'm pretty excited to get to rewatch some of the early ones because I just I I, I really it, it's gonna almost be like watching them for the first time because I it's been so long since I've seen some of them. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, I still technically have never watched Iron Man three start to finish. Really. Yeah, I've seen the whole movie, but I've never seen it un like huh. unabridged. Interesting. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm excited to put my list together. Probably make an article out of it. Yeah, I uh, I definitely did that pretty quickly, so it's possible that a, a couple of things might have been shifted up and down if I really sat down. Like, and here is my formal list, you know, on my yeah. typewriter or something. But um, yeah, I um I feel generally pretty good about that uh, minus. You know, one or two things being moved up or down a spot or two. Sweet. I have a. I have two more things, um, but they're more segments. So, do you want to? You want to throw uh, some nuggets at us? Yeah, let's news? go with a. Let's go with a nugget. Um, yeah. Let's talk about a rumor. This rumor came out a day or two ago, March nineteenth. It's dated. Um, I'm drawing this rumor from Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, okay. We're going to basically do reading yes. here. Because it's yeah. fairly short. It's a fairly short post. Okay. Uh, rumor: Benioff and Weiss's first Star Wars film set well before the Skywalker's to begin filming this fall. A contact who has worked on every Disney Star Wars film has shared some interesting information. According to them, the next Star Wars film could possibly begin filming this fall. That I think has all been been all but confirmed. Uh, that's my own editorializing, um, mm -hmm. and it will be the first film in the series of films by Game of Thrones showrunners. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. I'm trying to get some confirmation on this information from other places, but as of now, I only have one source, so I can only report this as a rumor. So use your pinches of cinnamon as you wish. I, I think it's a grain of salt, but okay. <laughs> uh, because of that simple fact, I can't say I'm as confident in this as I am about the Obi-Wan Kenobi streaming service series report. That's a hyperlinked article that I didn't read yet, sorry. Um, 
Through, though the source provided proof that they have worked on every Star Wars film since Disney's acquisition of Lucasfilm and claim they are 95% confident that this is accurate. So simply, so let's simply go over what we were told. Our source told us they were approached about working on the next movie this autumn. It is not the Ryan Johnson trilogy. It's the Game of Thrones guy's first movie, and it is set during the Old Republic as Disney wants to open up yes. the Star Wars timeline. Yes. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Ah. Oh. <laughs> and appeal to a more Game of Thrones style. No, audience. that's they are hot damn. <laughs> Remember, this is rumors, guys. No, wild speculation. No, <laughs> I heard it was etched in stone. <laughs> is that? Do we have to combine reading and wild speculation? This is wild speculation. Whip. It's been a while. Stir. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had a good wild speculation. Oh man, that's this. Uh, can we let me finish before we do this? No, it's so exciting. <laughs> Go on. This really seems so on the nose in terms of what fans have been wishing for about from these guys. So I asked for clarity on what else he heard about the project. So the timeline is hundreds of years prior to the Skywalkers. So think almost Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings, just as far as like structurally speaking. Mm -hmm. I asked if there was any grasp on something tangible happening for this production yet, or if it was all strictly talk slash discussion based. And according to our source, the art departments are doing pre-production work as we speak. Filming starts in the fall, and art departments are in design phases now as the script is being finalized. This is all I know, but I'm 95% confident that this is accurate. Again, as of now, I can only report this as a rumor because I have not been able to secure a second source on the information. The source has proven to be reliable in the past and has been involved with all the Disney-owned Star Wars films to date. But with, but with anything, as I like to say because I hate the, the use of the phrase grain of salt, use a pinch of cinnamon with this information. I'm doing everything I can to dig and find more information about this as it would certainly be very exciting news to know the next Star Wars movie will be going into production soon as we prepare ourselves to say farewell to the Skywalkers when Episode Nine hits theaters in nine months. Who wrote this? Um, this is written by John Hoey, uh, co-lead editor and senior writer for Star Wars Newsnet. You have credit where credit's due. And the host of the Resistance Broadcast podcast. I, that's... Hey, man. Just the idea of that makes me happy, even if it's not even if it's not true. Just to to imagine what that might be like, like and those guys doing it. Oh my god! They do seem to be the right fit. I think some people have been connecting these dots ever since they were originally announced. Mm -hmm. um, and it's obvious there's a thirst for that specific timeline because people like the Knights sure. of the Republic games. The Old Republic game ended up becoming something that survived very. Rough rollout. Um, I never played it, but just stuff that I've read. Uh, I think it's still an ongoing service. Um, it, and obviously, it was a, a wealth of things in the um, extended, expanded universe or whatever um, that's since been made legend. I imagine this, if this is true, will be ripe to pull a lot of those things back into canon the way they've done. Right. Um, so, for people who enjoyed those sorts of stories, that's cool. That, man. I really hope that that's the case. Even if it's not, I'm sure whatever they do will be really entertaining. It'll be an excellent test case for the hunger for non-Skywalker and even Skywalker tangential stories. Yeah, I think it's safer to do this, right? Because um, there's already a, there's a fan base that is familiar with like the concept, so at least you have a you have a big group for an entry I, point. I have my doubts about that specifically oh, okay just because there seems to be at least a loud group of people who want a boba fett or an obi-wan movie and yeah, seemingly there's... there was a loud group of people who wanted solo 
and that didn't perform as well as it should there's have. There's a so. loud group of people that say episode eight is bad. Sure, but people are just wrong. That I, I understand <laughs> Sorry, that this I is a different. <laughs> I as much as I agree with that, this is a different thing, no, right? Because we're talking I, about people asking for a thing, not rendering an opinion on something that exists. Right. There does seem to be a loud group of people. So I don't know if it's just like the episode eight thing where it's just that they're loud or if it's a voluminous amount of people. You hear about it so much. You've heard about it for years mm-hmm. that, yeah, I agree. There are people who definitely want it. And that's why I understand if this is true, that's why they would want to go that way. It'll be a test case to see if that's true. Will the allure of this supposed thing that everyone's wanted so badly be enough to give a strong performance in the box office? Mm. We'll, we'll see. I mean, Maybe. you're telling me across of the people who made an excellent show on Game of Thrones and Star Wars, I'm going to be there already. You know this. Oh, yeah, for sure. So I'm not the person that you're talking about because uh, I was never not going to go see Solo. I was never not right. going to see any of these things um, as long as they keep putting forward their I, best I'm pretty sure foot any, any of the people have. that would be upset with it are also definitely going to see it. So, Well, the thing is, I'm not talking about people who are going to be upset with it. I think even people who are quote-unquote you know, disillusioned because of what episode eight was. Mm. I think this, these people making this thing, if that's what they're doing, those people will come back to it. You know what yeah, I mean? That's probably, yeah. I probably. That. that would be my guess. I, um, I, I'm just wondering if, if it's enough to get people excited to want to, to come out. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I'm excited. I'm going to care about them. Give me that movie. I want it. I want it now. I actually <laughs> don't want it now. There's a lot of movies that are ready. Give me those. Give me the John Wick. It's done. Give me the give me the John Wick. Give me the John Wicks. They're done. <laughs> I want to see those. <laughs> you give Toy me Toy Story. Story. Isn't that the other thing that's coming out like really soon? I mean, it is coming Toy- out at some point. But Toy Story, Spider Man's July, right? June. I don't know. July or August. It's, it's July or August for movies. It's fantastic. I'm really excited about it. That's that's an exciting rumor. Yes, I'm excited for it. You have another one. You have another news? Um, I have other things, yes. I have a story about the Christopher Nolan movie. (sighs) I wondered whether this might be the other thing that we intersected on, but apparently it's not. No, James Gunn was the thing that I thought we were going to intersect on. Yeah, so there's two different stories. Well, the funny thing is I was looking for the story I saw yesterday or the day before. There was another story following it up, so I'm going to give you that one because it's more complete information. Uh, this is a article on Variety.com by Justin Kroll. That's a name I know. Um, covering movies. Uh, so this, I'm, we're going to do another short reading. Elizabeth Debicki and Robert Pattinson are on board to co-star with John David Washington in Christopher Nolan's next movie. Variety has learned. Nolan recently finished the script for the currently untitled film, and Warner Brothers quickly dated it for July 17, 2020, a slot the studio often reserves for the director, most recently with Dunkirk. Not only was that film a success at the box office, bringing in $526 million worldwide, but it also earned Nolan an Oscar nomination for director, his first in the category. The project has become one of the more highly coveted ones in Hollywood, even though most of the industry has been kept in the dark about everything from casting to plot details. One insider described the pick as a massive action blockbuster, which will again be shown in IMAX. Nolan's also producing, along with his partner Emma Thomas. Production is set to commence later this year. Uh, and then it's got a little bit of uh, color on the actors and actresses. Debicki is coming off a huge year, having started Netflix's Cloverfield Paradox and Widows, while also voicing a character in Peter Rabbit. She recently wrapped production on the upcoming HBO horror series Love 
craft country. She is repped by CEAA and United Agents. Pattinson has a busy 2019 ahead of him with Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse, The King at Netflix, and Waiting for the Barbarians, all expected to bow this year. He can be seen in Claire Denis' High Life. So the original story I saw just said that John David Washington had been tapped to be the lead in this movie. This story following it up saying that Robert Pattinson and Elizabeth Debicki will also be some of the lead stars of this movie. I whatever I don't it's gonna be great can't just can't wait I can't wait I, honestly I, I don't even it's one of those things it's sim- similar to what I said about John Wick other thing I don't even need a tra- I don't even need a trailer for this movie to be their opening day that's how no I, but I, I want one because I want to sure. know what the hell it's about sure um sometimes you know what sometimes it's fun to go see a movie when you have no idea what it, what it is it can but I want something I at least want I at least want a title and a synopsis that's fair you know what I want something I want to point out they mentioned Dunkirk uh they said they mentioned his his slot was like was it July right July yeah July 17th 2020 is the let's, next one let's talk about good movies for a second <laughs> I, you know a, that I enjoy that let's talk about movies that deserve Oscar nominations oh this is it, gonna be interesting no no if your movie if your movie comes out in July and you get nominated for an Oscar that was a good movie. If your movie comes out in January and gets nominated for an Oscar in February, eh, is it? Is it great? Well, it has to is come it out memorable? No, it does. Well, it, it, it it's weird. The the whole the wide release thing, early release well, even thing. If it's, it's, even if it's limited release, it's, it's all it's, it's all strange. It. But what I'm saying is a movie that is a really good movie that like comes out early, like early in the year and then gets remembered later on. This is why this is why I find it very exciting to go see us tomorrow because Well, yeah, cuz that was Get Out came in February and it was still nominated after, you know, later that year. Same thing with Black Panther last year. Yeah. Us this year, I mean, it'll be March instead of February, but still. There are so many movies that get nominated that come out right before the Oscars and it's it, I feel like it's like they're trying to jump in. They are. They they are trying to come out, jump in the spotlight right before that award season so that they can be in the minds of people and actually get that nomination, get those awards. But what I Yeah, they want to be the thing that's freshest in your mind. Christopher Nolan, I mean, I could be completely wrong about this. Doesn't He doesn't seem like he's trying to get an Oscar. No, I don't think he cares. He's just making movies. He, he It's true. I mean, he does seem like an auteur who just wants to do his thing and damn the consequences. You know what I mean? Like not to the point of like, fuck you. Like, like he wants the audience to come out and enjoy it. Right. Mm -hmm. He hasn't made a bad movie. Um, but he's not worried about what people are going to think and how they're going to treat the movie or whether he gets Oscar nominated. Um, and the studios don't care because his movies make him make them a fuck ton of money. Right. Um, he's going to make the movie that he wants to make. That movie will come out. You'll go enjoy it, and then he'll start working on the next movie. I think the key for me is, I don't know, it may, the movie he wants to make, maybe it's the movie he wants to see. I, I do think that's a big part of it, yes. You know, so like, people like him, I, I know you're not as as big of a fan of Kevin Smith as I am, but Kevin Smith, like, what I see in Jordan Peele's movie, like, they're making the movies they want, there's just something, there's more heart that goes into that, a mm-hmm. lot more heart that goes into that, and it shows and I, those are the movies that I that really resonate with me. You can't I, replace you can't replace quality. It's it's uh, I I'm I'm just I can't wait to see his movie. I don't even I don't even know what the hell is going on. I don't even know it's an untitled movie coming out in July. You know what the balls on them? <laughs> 
here's it's the date incredible. the movie's coming out. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Usually you hear a title of a movie. Maybe you get a synopsis <laughs> alongside of it. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe you get the synopsis a little while later. Um, and then eventually you get a release date. This one's, fuck you. This movie's coming out that day. We'll tell you eventually what it's about. Right, right. Well, Christopher Nolan's making a movie. It's coming out July 2020. What's it about? I don't know. Is it started filming yet? No. Is it casted? It's somewhat... It's just becoming casted. Now. How is this happening? <laughs> the man. I'm not going to complain. A genius. <laughs> I adore genius, him. Genius, genius, genius. Uh, shall we? Do you know, you know got, what that's from? <laughs> yeah, it's from uh, Mr. Deeds. Okay, because whenever I do that, people don't usually seem to know, which always upsets me. Yeah. Or like, I've even found a gift for it once or twice and sent it, and like, it didn't resonate with people. I'm like, oh, this is. It was such a for like. An admittedly mediocre me- mediocrity. I was gonna like I made mediocrity into uh-huh. mediocre, a mediocre movie. Um, like if that one single part of that scene is perfection. Yeah, there's I. That's a weird movie that I will randomly quote. That's one of the lines. The other one is my back hurts, and I just shout it <laughs> for no reason at all. I don't remember that one, but it slides down the banister, uh- falls off the banister, <laughs> slams his back on. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. It's it's such a dumb movie, but it's it's very entertaining. Uh, the one that I usually think of to to quote is "I'm very sneaky." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that what a great character. Uh, I have I want to touch on a segment of a what we're watching because I'm curious if you're watching anything new. And I there something that I randomly started that I want to just chat about quickly. So, are you watching anything new? Um, new-ish. I think I mentioned it last week that I am in the throes of watching Mad Men. Mm-hmm. I am very nearly done with the second season. Okay. Okay, cool. I- I've largely just been watching it on the weekend. I haven't really been watching it during the week. Enjoying your time with it? or? Yeah, no, it's it's a very good show. Cool. Um, it's not exactly what I thought it would be. I remember when it was coming out, I was kind of interested and I just never picked it up. And then later on, it seemed like I had some friends who were watching it, but mm. not many. And not I wasn't super motivated to catch up on it. And... I finally succumbed. I've been doing that, trying to catch up on the things I feel like I missed out on, and I I don't regret my choice to start watching it. It's a it's a very good show. Uh, all right, cool, cool, cool. I uh, Kim and I were sitting on the couch the other day, and we were we wanted to watch something. We didn't know what we wanted to watch. Cloud Atlas. We wanted to watch something new. Um, we wanted to watch, we were trying we were trying to decide on a show to watch, like the show okay. to get to get started. I have a show for you after this story. Uh, so go ahead. Okay, so. We were like, you know, going through the roster of things that we want to watch, and like, you know, Sopranos was on there. We want to watch that, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't sparking the interest. No, that's that's a that's a commitment, and yeah. you have to be ready for that mindset. Um, but it's very much worth your time. I wanted to watch. Uh, I want to watch the new True Detective season. I wanted to watch. There's a couple of other things that we wanted to watch, and uh, one of the as we were scrolling through a bunch of stuff, we were scrolling through HBO Go, we were scrolling through Netflix. Um, the Wire came up. Oh, also a great choice. And though similar headspace to The Sopranos. It was weirdly though. It was just like I, you know, read the synopsis. I was like, did that thing where you, where, you know, you're you're going through all of these options. Could you tell me what the synopsis was? Because I imagine it probably didn't do it justice. I I don't remember exactly, but it was just like the general tone, basically the general type of thing you're going to be watching is what we're like. What it's a it is a cop drama. Basically, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I haven't, I haven't seen one of those in a while." Yeah, it's a lot more than that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure it is. But uh, so you know, we were going through, going through, and you know, when you're when you get in that phase where you're like, where you've, you know, everything that's on Netflix now because you've scrolled through the entire thing, but you're the whole time you're like, eh, 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 
<laughs> and then we scrolled through HBO Go and we hit the wire and we both went, hmm. <laughs> and I was like, right, that, that's, that was better than the mess that we were getting before. So we started yes. watching that. Started wa- put an episode on. It's like... It's, it's got a good pilot, but it's very slow. It's like 9, 9 30, 10 o'clock. We put it on. Watching it. Um, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm anticipating a pilot. I'm anticipating to not love it right off the bat and kind of kind of get into it. Watching it, I'm like, okay, you know, see where it's going. Starting to learn the characters a little bit, starting to understand the people. Thinking as I'm watching it, oh, I'm really excited for the second episode and we don't have to deal with any of this like introductory bullshit. Watching, watching. And then like towards the end of it, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was like one of those things that made me go, hmm, I think I like this. Yeah, that's and then I how looked, the pilot goes, yeah. I looked over to Kim. And she was asleep. <laughs> I went, ah, crap. <laughs> and then I proceeded to watch four more episodes. <laughs> okay, that's good because I was going to say, by I think it's the fifth episode, the episode titled The Wire. Uh-huh. If you're not hooked by then, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it's, uh, on, uh, to her defense, it was just it was just late. It's, oh, yeah. it's, it's too late for her to start something. And <laughs> for me, I was just like, I, I know so many people that have said this is a great show. I can't get Westworlded. So I'm gonna just keep going. <laughs> so I I think I'm gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna catch her up. I'm gonna give her the synopsis, and then we're gonna dive in where I am. Yeah, I mean for well at least, especially the first episode. That's really all that's required because there's a lot of like you have to just learn a bunch of names. Honestly, it's kind of the same yeah. way you experienced the first episode of Game of Thrones. And you know me with the names. Yeah, I, um, I might remember three of them when the season, when the series is over. <laughs> well, so here's here's the thing. What's going to happen for you is it's going to be, you'll remember McNulty. Then you're going to just say the guy who's the priest on Walking Dead. Yep. Um, and Carmine then Falcone. Be, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that, him. Yeah, I was talking about the uh, his boss. But yeah, Father uh, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, no, Father Gabriel. Is, wait, Carmine Falcone is not in it. Yeah, he is. Oh, well, different one from Gotham. Oh, I was thinking from the Dark Knight trilogy. I was like, no, no. he's not. No. <laughs> um, there's going to be, oh, the guy who plays the night manager at the um, at uh, in John Wick. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, the girl. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Bunk. You'll remember Bunk because why not? Uh, <laughs> so far, the way that I have them recognized is main cop, main cop's partner, That's main bunk. cop's other partner. <laughs> the girl yeah uh i'm struggling to remember her name right now uh yeah I remember boss man i boss man i don't like boss man i'm not sure about and then there's the there's the the sneaky guy that i've had my eye on for the first three episodes and then all of a sudden it's like oh you're a good cop i like you <laughs> don't know his name oh lester <laughs> the guy that's Les- Les- lester freeman the guy working, with the yeah with the little miniatures yeah yeah Oh, great, great character. He's great. great, great character. You know what? Okay, so I actually told Kim about this uh, afterwards. She had fallen asleep, like I said. This was, I think, the third episode, fourth episode. There's a... What will what will remain one of my favorite scenes in television. Ready for this? Okay. They go to investigate a cold, a fairly cold case of a woman that was shot. And they don't... They, it was never solved. They didn't have any information, any evidence on like what happened. And McNulty and his partner go in. Look at you. You made me remember his name. <laughs> I mean, you can't forget that name. McNulty and his partner go in. And for the next five to eight minutes, the only spoken word is fuck. Yeah. And <laughs> the- 
I don't, the apartment, right? Yeah. And they, that scene is amazing. With like different inflection, yep. like different variations. It was like fuck, like fuckity fuck or something. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yep, exactly. And it, and it, it goes on. Some of them were so questions. Long. Some of them were statements. <laughs> yeah, what the. And it goes, it goes on forever, and it's what you realize. You just, you understand how great these two work together. Mm-hmm. That they, that they're able to communicate an entire case scene and basically solve it with no words. No, well, one, one word <laughs> with one word. I, I, that that blew me away. as that was happening. I ended like I was laying down. I got like I got up and got to the edge of the, my seat on the couch. I was like, this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> this is an amazing scene. Yeah, no. So you'll the way you can remember these is some of them you'll remember the names like McNulty. His partner is Bunk. Um, the guy Lester, Bunk, the guy with the miniatures. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in John Wick, the first one. Yeah. Do you remember him from that? Yes. Okay, and then um, the I can't believe I can't remember his name. The 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 one who's the lieutenant, the the black lieutenant who ends up in charge of their whole yes. group, Lance Reddick, um, is his name in real life. He was also in the John Wicks. He's the manager of the hotel, mm-hmm. uh, or like the the I guess the concierge of the hotel. Um, and then there's Father Gabriel, <laughs> and there's like fourteen um, year old Michael B. Jordan, fourteen year old Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> They're also from The Walking Dead. There's uh, what's his name, the guy who was um, tainted meat. Remember the one who was with who um, was with uh, with Sasha, and, and he ended up the, those cannibals caught him, but he had been bitten by a walker, and they cut off his leg and started eating it, and he started laughing at them because they were eating tainted meat. Oh my god, I can't remember who that person looked like. His name was I think Bob Stuckey. He was an alcoholic who got clean during the zombie apocalypse, and. Okay. Uh, he was also he's been in a lot of things. He was uh, in in um, the Waterboy. He was the kicker. Okay, I, it was funny. I vividly remember that scene from the comic, and it's a different character. Uh, okay, yeah. So he was um, in in yeah. So he in the in the wire. He's the guy who runs that one area of the projects where Michael B. Jordan works. Okay, I can't remember the name of the character. Yes, yes, I know who you're talking about. And then, yeah, and then you struck Stringer Bell. You'll remember Stringer Bell because how could you forget it? That's Idris Elba. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. The, d- during watching the show, I probably 15 times went, my God, he was young there. Like, to different, yeah. with different people. Yep. He was uh, the first one where I was like, you look like a diff- like an entirely different person. Yeah. That's crazy. And then you'll, you won't be able to forget Avon Barksdale, obviously, the, the guy in charge of the, right. the drug ring, Wood Harris. Yeah. Um, we are we, the we, Titans. We, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're the Titans and a bunch of other things. Uh, one of the other top guys of the, the drug uh, ring was uh, Weebay. You just can't forget that sort of name. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> also responsible, that guy is responsible for one of my favorite gifts in the history of the world. Um, I think it happened in like, the second or third season. Um, and you'll recognize it if you ever saw it. It's the one where it's you know he just sits there and he got his like his hand on his mouth and he's just like, as he just yeah, makes yeah. Like, a revelation like that, uh-huh. that. That's him in that show at some point. <laughs> okay, all right. I, I'm excited. I'm gonna. I, what I'm probably gonna do is I will finish up the first season yeah. and continue to watch all the other things I need to watch, and then go back and finish it. So a couple things about that show. One, it's really, really, really good. Two, it's really depressing. Three, it's the first show I ever saw, and it's probably the best, even better than Game of Thrones, which is the first show that I ever saw do it. Um, this thing where you could take a character who like barely mattered in the first season and then they literally become a main character in like the third season. Mm. Like 
And like even like McNulty will be an important character throughout the sh- whole show, but he isn't always the lead or even a lead. Oh, okay, cool. It's actually really cool the way they manage it. I don't know how they That's manage exciting. it because there's a character who you see like one time in the first season who is like and a very important second char- secondary character in the second season, right. who then you see periodically in the third, fourth, and fifth season. Huh. And then like the, and even like even more dramatic than that, you have a character who you see periodically in the first and second season. And then he's like the main character in the third season. That's crazy. Okay, that's that's exciting. That's yeah, it's just good writing. I don't know how they managed the talent on all yeah. of that, but it's so cool they, because I, it's like I that's how real life like, works. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I kind of wonder if it's like one of those things where they they had it written and they're like, you know, we'll contract this person out because we're gonna need them later for something big we have planned, or the person crushes a scene here or there, and they're like, you know what? Let's make them big. Yeah, and I don't know. Uh, it's one of those things where I mean, like that show came out 15 years ago or 14 years ago. Um, as David Simon was the creator of the show, and mm-hmm. he like got started, I think, in the newspaper business. Like he oh, wow. worked in Hollywood his whole time, and I, I don't even know what else he's actually worked on other than this. Um, but he's a brilliant writer, uh, and him and his team do an incredible job of writing. The cast is incredible like, acting wise. Like it's. Yeah. It's a um, really great. I'm I'm into it. I'm definitely into it. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, definitely to see stick that with it. You won't regret it. I don't think. Uh, the only other thing that I had under the news and nuggets. Wait, 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 before that... we before we're done with that, I, since yeah. we're doing the what we're watching. Yeah. What I'm watching is not new to me, um, but I would recommend it to you guys if you want something dramatically different, like like tonally from that. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I've mentioned it to you a couple times in the past. Um, as like, yeah, you should check it out if you want. But two things: one. Finding out that you love Office Space as much as I do. Uh-huh. And two, the fact that the second season of the show elevated it from when it's good, it's good. But when it's bad, it's kind of meh. To the point of in the second season, I don't think it's missed the mark once. Like they've fucking perfected their own like formula. The show Corporate on Comedy oh. Central. Okay. The first season is good. Like there's some really good episodes. There's some episodes that I really could care less, don't remember at all. The second season had like one episode that was like pretty good and then everything else has been incredible like yeah, they've like right. perfected their own formula it's just it's straight up so comedy good it's so funny um it's like uh, the best way i could describe it is it's office space if you put it on steroids and cocaine mm. but all all like every episode is like 22 minutes got it all um right. it's I'm like, in, it's like all the ridiculous like awkward scenes in that and like heighten it like crazy you said this was a Comedy Central jam. Yeah, it's on Comedy Central. The right. second season, I think, is almost done. It's you know, it's whatever twelve or thirteen episodes okay. season. Cool, nice. Uh, uh, you got me with the last with the last feel good show comedy. Yeah, romance. No, I wouldn't necessarily call this a feel good show. Okay, that's <laughs> um, a funny show. Think about, like think about like Office Space. Like it's there's like some a, dark there's some darkness like, behind okay. those eyes. Like an Office Space, Silicon Valley. Type. I never, I never could get into Silicon Valley, but no, it's like like the two, well, really all the main characters are like, and again, the Lance Reddick, the guy from John Wick, who was the manager of the hotel and the or the concierge of the hotel and is the lieutenant in The Wire. He's in this as well. He's not in every single episode, mm-hmm. but he plays the CEO of the company. Okay, he's so good in it. <laughs> um, but like the only other person who's even really like famous, like who's part of like the main cast, is uh, the comedian Aparna Nancherla. The name sounds familiar. Yeah, you would probably recognize her if you saw her or heard her voice. Um, she's really the only other person who's like 
famous. The other, like the two main characters, are also the creators of the show. I've never seen them in anything else. Okay. Um, it's really funny, but like the, it's all super nihilistic. Like a lot of like, like just like the baseline of what those characters all are. Right. Like it takes all like it takes Peter's like disaffectedness and like ramps it up to fucking a hundred times worse. <laughs> Hey, Peter, man, turn on Channel 9. It's the breast exam. <laughs> oh, my God. That show, that movie's what, ridiculous. What, what would definitely get you above all else, I think, is, like, this company has every famous product you can think of they end up having their version of. Okay. Like, But, like, they typically are, like, they're literally a monolithic company in the show, um, and their, their headquarters looks like a monolith. It's, like, a black all black glass structure in the middle of like like its own space, <laughs> um, and it's so they they have their own version of Google Maps, of course, and they're all watching it like oh it's cool like you can see my house and this and that, but they realize that the Google Maps wasn't like their version of Google Maps the Hampton Deville like thing, it wasn't just a car driving down the street, it's also people with like a GoPro on. <laughs> And, like, they're looking at one of the people's houses, and you can see something going on through the window. And, like, you know how, like, with Google Maps, like, you can, like, move it up and down the street? Yeah. They start playing around with it and realize that they can go into people's houses <laughs> on the maps. And as each person's looking at it, they see them with the, the person who's got the camera on going into their house, catching people doing things. Oh, my super God. Super embarrassing. One of them, they literally see like a murder scene inside of someone's. <laughs> That's it's incredible. Clever. I like that. That's fun. Well, the the other thing that I had in here was just another thing that's just completely sucking up time now, is what we're playing. Oh, nice. Uh, you play anything new? Uh, I've been playing Anthem, but that's it. Okay, cool. I actually, I haven't, I still haven't gotten into it at all, but I did, I started playing, um, a little bit of Apex Legends. I really had, I was having a lot of fun with that game. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. And, I will give you my quick review of Anthem. Very quick, because we've taken too much time yeah. on all this stuff. Um, the game overall is about a six. Okay. Gameplay is at least an 11 out of 10. Like the loop? No, I'm just like when you physically get a mission started, and you go out and start shooting shit up. It's fun. It is addictingly fun. Like it yeah, is I, I, incredible. I will do it at some point because I have the origin thing, so I will. I'll play it. I just, I just haven't gotten to it yet. I would like it's to also like to play it with to, folks. It's incredibly fun to physically play. The sure. actual game itself is really rough, and they've been going through a really rough rollout. Um, there's a lot of fuck ups that have gone on in, in the making of sure, that game. Sure. Um, but I will not deny. Once you cut through all the crap and you physically get out there and you start playing a mission, it's a fun as shit. All right, cool. That that's good. The, uh, the and beautiful thing, looking too. The other thing that I'm playing is I, I had to I had to go into the city, so I um I downloaded Breath of the Wild again. Oh nice. Oh my god. If ever there was a game that was just <laughs> like this game's a masterpiece. Wow. And I don't I don't even know. I just don't even know how this happened. Like, you play this game, and then you play other games, and you're just like... This game isn't that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just like, how, like, how... I don't know why everything is so satisfying, and so, like, it's got it's got moments of, like, making me extremely calm while I'm playing it, making me extremely tense. It's got... I just... I feel like it will never end. It's just a wonderful... I mean, I know people have spoken at length about this thing and you know there's tons and tons of reviews and stuff about it but i just had to bring it up because i started playing it again i was just like, oh my good lord is this a good game 
<laughs> and I got a little bit burnt out on it uh, the okay. first time I played it. That'll happen. But it was more so, I think, uh, the time in my life and being like, <laughs> I was kind of miserable. <laughs> so like, yeah. like, like that, like, it was just like another, it almost just like a, this other daunting thing to do. <laughs> Ra- rather than being your escapism, it just right. became another hallmark of ha- the time of misery for you. Right, right. It was just like... God, I don't have I don't have time to do the other things that I need to do. How am I gonna ever gonna get through this? Yeah, <laughs> thing, but it's funny. Man, I've it's, gone. It's I've had wonderful. that issue at times with games where I, I've been super excited to play a game, and then it came out, and I see what goes into it. I was like, oh, this game is so gigantic that I don't know what to. It's like that, like that, like the paralysis by analysis, like too many different like types of choices. It was like, yes, I don't know where to go first, so that I'm not the... gonna. Go- anywhere <laughs> that was the reason why i got rid of a bunch of my consoles and landed with just my switch and my computer so that I would okay. that I would narrow it down because i just there was i literally it was like i want to play this 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 and this i'm gonna go and then you down. don't play any of it like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm exhausted thinking about my options <laughs> but anyway that's gonna that's gonna be second up some of my time as well uh do you have any other news nuggets notes one final nugget uh i just think it's cool that they announced with endgame it will be finishing the entirety of the first three phases uh that they have titled collectively the infinity saga which i think makes sense smart um and per the follow-up to the story is what we discussed last week um phase four will be what's coming next um which we saw that movie whose name of the character i already forgotten with the asian american superhero Mm -hmm. um Completely forgot the name of it already. As well as, I'm imagining we'll get a Doctor Strange two, Black Panther two, uh, technically Spider Man Homecoming or Spider Man Far, Far from, from Home. Home. I'm gonna do that every single yep, time. That's fine. They, the thing they is, they both titles twice. You can't put Home in both the titles. No. That's what's getting me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it has to do with like friendly neighborhood. Yeah, no, yeah. I get it, but also still like find new words. Oh yeah, no, um, it's not the best. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what? Uh, you know, to their to their defense, how many times can you do Spider Man two? Sure. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying you decided that you weren't going to go with Spider-Man or the Amazing Spider-Man or time. Ultimate <laughs> Spider-Man or any sort of thing, Spider-Man. You want yeah. to make it Spider-Man Homecoming. I'm fine with that. Just give me a word. Uh, give me a phrase or word or title, subtitle for Spider-Man that doesn't have the word home in it. That's all I'm asking. Spider-Man work going. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man overseas would have been fine. Yeah, that's true. That would have been Spider-Man that Spring Break because it seems like that's kind of oh, what yeah. The- yeah, yeah. All right. Oh man, I'm actually very, I'm very excited for that. I'm, I'm like, I've got chills though for uh, Endgame. I, oof, oh yeah, man, cannot wait. Uh, cool. Anything else? Nope, that's it. Let's get to this movie, man. Let's get into our flick of the week. I'll lead a battle angel. Um, sticking to our old traditions, I'm gonna do your little, your little IMDb synopsis. Very short this time. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. A deactivated female cyborg is revived, but cannot remember anything of her past life and goes on a quest to find out who she is. Pretty uh, accurate. Pretty accurate. Uh, I, I wrote up a big review on this. Uh, I felt compelled to do it after I saw it. Spoiler free for any of you who are wondering. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can go check that out. Um, it's uh, Which I intend to do. Any of my written ones, I, I intend to do that way unless I feel the need to discuss something specific. I will obviously call it out. Um, but the... Man, I I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I expected to going in. I it was something that when the first trailer came out seventeen years ago, uh, we, we, like, it does feel like this right? is a very long time. It coming. was a, it was a long yeah. It, 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 I was like when I saw 
it, it came out while well, I think while we, like we were like probably together watching a movie and the trailer was there. It was like meh when I saw the trailer. I was like meh, and then later, like at the end of that year, another trailer came out. I'm like, oh, that movie didn't happen yet. I just assumed I had assumed that the movie came out. Nothing happened with it. And I could probably go buy it on Blue right now. That's what I thought <laughs> happened. And then I saw another trailer and I was like, oh, it's coming out soon. And But the, this time the trailer looked way better. And I was like, all right, I'll go see this. I, I got more and more excited for it. And by the end of it, I, you know, got through The movie has its flaws. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, when I when I rated it, I gave it a 6 out of 10, uh, which I think is, it's, it's. I think I would rate it slightly higher. I would call fine. it a 7. That's fine. Um, I'm. I, it's it's it, it would be I genuinely, if I, if I, I genuinely liked this movie like enough like it's tough it, it cuz it's kind of a big dumb action movie and I say that because it reminds me of a particular style of movie that I associate with the period of time between 1995 and 2005 yes right where yeah, like 100%. just from Purely from like a structural standpoint of the movie, yeah. The way that it starts with inciting incident, find character, gr- like coming of age tale, growing up. Um, we have the resolution of we deal with our like final main like situation, like our final main bad guy, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then it ends with the person having achieved something, and we get like either like someone cheering them or like they're like storming off into like their new career like type of yeah. t- like like it's got that very that period of 10 years arc to the story 100% which is something that uh, hits i i loved movies like that you know what the first thing that reminded me of um like just the like at the end specifically this isn't too much of a spoiler like the, the the very end when she comes out to the crowd and like the cheering and like that's how the movie ends mm-hmm. you know what it reminded me of just that one shot the, did you ever see the Chronicles of Riddick? Yes. That's what the Good like, pull. exact moment I was like, this movie reminds me just for like a beat by beat standpoint of Chronicles of Riddick. This movie is so 1995 to 2005. It's so funny that you say that because like it, normally that would be like an insult. It's like oh, it's like a it's like it's like a movie that doesn't hold up or something like that, right? Like where it's like oh, like it's a formula that's been done before and it's very much a throwback that. from that standpoint. It's got it's got it has a weird nostalgic feel to it for something that is new. Yeah, I do feel like it had a lot of elements to the movie that are new that are an old feeling like where it doesn't hold up, but just specifically from the structure of how the movie was laid out, uh, that's exactly what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really I don't funny. know that. It's- I don't know that it's a good or a bad thing. I actually don't have an opinion on it. It's just that's what it reminds me of. That's that's good for me because uh, when you when you pull on my memories of like my entertainment when I was younger, then it I will I'll be more drawn to your movie. Well, what I'll say that gave me the slightest tinge of um, that like it like not being something that I was a fan of was this movie had so many things in like the story itself that's like very non traditional. That it had an opportunity to get even weirder. Like, it's a weird movie. Mm-hmm. And it could have enhanced itself by leaning into the weird even more by giving 100%. us a little bit more non traditional arc to the story. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's not that it didn't work. I just feel like it could have elevated its own material 
by allowing itself to get even weirder in even yes. how the movie delivered to you. That it's a super weird movie, and I'm good with that. We've talked about a lot of weird movies. Yeah. We like weird movies. It could have gone even weirder and been even better and moved it up to maybe like an eight, eight and a half for me. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you. I am right there with it because like there were there were so many things that were going on there. Where I was like, oh that that thing's interesting. Let's hear more about that, and we move on to the next thing. I'm like ah shit, and like oh that thing's cool. Let's ah god damn it. And what the way I explained it in my write up was it feels like a very excited kid retelling a story. Yeah, uh, the thing <laughs> is, I didn't actually have much of an issue with the pacing. I had heard about that. I think somewhat from your review and some other things too. I didn't have a problem with the pacing per se. What I found was, and this is something we'll have to get into post-spoiler, but what I found was it wasn't so much an issue with pacing in a vacuum. It was prioritizing what it wanted to tell. Uh, And I didn't realize that that's what the problem was until the end of the movie. And Mm. we'll have to get into this at the post-spoiler thing. (laughs) For sure. Something that (laughs) happened at the very end, if they had prioritized better how they were going to get to that point, it wouldn't have been a factor at all right right no you're absolutely right it's but that's that's what i mean about like the retelling of a story you know i've done this before too i'm not i'm not great at retelling stories but i i love stories so i tried to do it anyway so like you're explaining a story you're getting into it and then you forget something and you go, oh but also this happened uh, so remember yeah. that and then you go back into it and you do that oh and and this other thing also happened and then you get back to the story and i feel like that's how the movie played out a little bit to a certain extent yes um oh and then another thing just to go back to that that time period I'm talking about with the structure mm-hmm. of the movie. Uh, again, post spoilers, we'll get into it more. But the cameo at the end of the movie reminded me of another movie that came out just, I said 95 to 2005. The movie I'm thinking of came out in 2006. Super close. Um, did you ever see the, the movie Aragon? Dragons? It, yes. Yeah, but I don't remember it. It's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to remember it at all. Um, the point <laughs> is, again, similar idea. Inciting incident, buildings Roman type story, you know, hero coming of age. Um, at the end, they fought their big battle to, to have the conclusion or whatever. Going off to the next big thing, the movie ends. But at the end, you see the main villain because it was clearly setting up another movie co- to come out, which very happily didn't. Um, that If you want to talk about things that you loved something in one medium and then they butcher it, putting it into a movie... I loved those books. My brother loved those books. It came out at the perfect time for me where like I was like 13 years old or whatever, like when like right. those movies were like <laughs> movies or those books were coming out. Like one of my favorite like book series to read as I was growing up. Um, and that movie is horrendous. The thing is it was bad enough watching the movie and I was like, wow, they really butchered the first book. I, I watched it again like a year or two ago. Uh-huh. It is such a bad movie. <laughs> Independent of source material, it is so bad. Um, And it sucks because they actually did a pretty good job of casting some of the main roles. Like, where, like, if it was the type of thing, if they ever decided to try it again, I'm so mad because they won't be able to reuse those people in the cast. You know what I mean? Where it's like, like, they nailed the archetype, and though, like, it was totally wasted on a shit movie. But at the end of that, even though the villain was slightly revealed throughout the course of the movie, similar to the villain in this movie, um, at the end you get a big scene with the villain at the end teasing what's to come next. And it was this this thing was exactly the same again. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like, was it somebody famous? Um, in oh, in, in, yeah, it was John Malkovich. Oh, okay. And cool. he would have been so good in that role. Because like, they only really <laughs> gave you about like, he, they gave him maybe like 
90 seconds of screen time in the movie, maybe slightly more, um, he would have fucking nailed that role. Oh man. That it's, it sucks when that happens. It's, it especially sucks if you are a fan of the thing and then you see it happen. You're like, Oh no, because you know that there's also a good. There's also a good chance they're gonna continue going with it anyway. <laughs> yeah, but they they didn't. Thankfully, Luckily, they did. It, it was so bad. Um, that, that yeah, that's that's also uh, another thing that probably would have been a good candidate for, and maybe if they ever do try and do it, like it, it would be a good candidate for being like a Netflix show or something like that. All right. Um, well, also, and the other person who was like, like they nailed the casting. Jeremy Irons played the kind of the Obi Wan type, hmm. like mentor to the young character. You know what I mean? He, yeah. he he nailed that role. Um, okay. I like Jeremy Irons. But getting back to this movie, sorry, that was a rabbit hole no, I didn't fine. quite expect to get to, but it felt it was yeah, important to discuss. So what I thought, what a couple of things I love about this. This is obviously still pre-spoiler, so we won't get too deep into any of these things. But um, I I love you know I'm a sucker for a good world. Yes. Like a, and I was I was genuinely like, what's going on here? Like what what I I don't I don't really care. I'm kind of glad we're not wasting time on how we got to this not it, it's it's almost as if it was like a dystopian world but like they, they came back from it a bit <laughs> yeah it well no i mean that's probably the right way there's the it's the version of dystopian future where it's like oh yeah we lost a lot but we kept enough that things are still pretty good that we still have at least enough technology where we right. can like make things like matter and like we look like we could maybe build back up eventually type of deal yeah and that's what what i think what i find interesting about a world like that is like what you could do you could play some real you could have some real fun with the story of being like you come across like some artifact or something where somebody knows the history of it and you talk about it it's it's just this absurd futuristic thing that is also outdated by the time and it's like failed and nobody really understood like you could do some really cool things with that and i I love an interesting world like that and to your point where like, I don't care too much about what happened before. Mm-hmm. They only dip their toes in that thing, right? It was just the right amount and not one bit too much, right? Yeah. Like, it was like, okay, there. I can see there's these things going on. Most of the details don't matter. I'm kind of curious with what you got going on over there. Yeah. But maybe let's talk about that more in, a, in another movie after this if you're going to make another one. Where they gave enough where it's like, I can understand what's going on without needing more information mm-hmm. but i wouldn't mind some more information in the future right i just don't have time for it right now yeah un- unfold it over time through little stories backstories quick things like here and there little nods do a john wick style where you just like here's the tr- here's the thing this is yeah. just how it is and i and i'm you know i love that so cool like like i i thought the world was interesting i wanted to see i would love to see more of it and also um, you i i know exactly why you sat down and thought cloud atlas because there was like the exact same, like futuristic, post-apocalyptic, still have a lot of technology. Yeah. It's a weird dystopic future. All of it, like a couple hundred years after some major war, literally called the fall in both movies. Like- <laughs> right, right. Oh my God. That's so funny. The the other things, there were a couple other interesting things. Um, I like the, the I, I, it's really, it's another interesting thing that goes along with like the world and stuff like that and the, I, I like when you get into this place where it almost seems like cultures cultures have just molded together. Like there's not a lot of difference. Yeah. There's just the pe- there's like humans seems to be like the thing. Even though yeah, there's it, not like it's, alien it's, races. It's an example of the monoculture, but not in a bad way where it's like one thing is dominated. It's the monoculture where all cultures have now become one 
Yeah. Like where it's like a piece of this, a piece of that, you know, it's well balanced amongst yes. all of them. I like that. That it, it just, it keeps it, it helps. I think it helps with attention and focus while you're watching all these other crazy things. Yeah. Uh, the other piece was the, the sport. Like the, I, I love that there's like this ridiculous sport that's played and that kids also play it on the street. Mm-hmm. Like a version of it. And I was like, oh, that's, that's fun. Like, that's like, you know, you go outside and you play basketball with your neighbors. And then like you that, could flip on, like, an NBA game, like, at night. Right. And, it, like, that, that to me, I was like, wow, like, that's like, I just thought, like, transposing that, like, just, like, let's move an exact type of thing that is very human. Just, I don't know, thousands, whatever the future is here. I, I like that we don't know what time it is or how much time is supposed to have passed or, like, even if it's the, even if it's this universe that we live in. We don't even know. Um, no, they definitely gave you all that information. Did they? They said that? Yeah, like, I, th- I think it was an opening text crawl thing. It's, like, the year 25-something. Okay, so 500 years. Yeah, uh, although I don't remember. It's definitely on Earth. I just don't remember if they said, like, where. Okay. I just don't remember if they said where on Earth it was supposed to be, but it was on Earth was in that... the year 25-something. So the, what's interesting to me is... And, and it was supposed to be, like, I think, like, 300 years after that war okay gotcha what i'm curious about and uh, hopefully you can maybe you can shed some light on this uh pre-spoilers there's the world that they live in that the that the majority of this movie well actually like i don't know all of this movie takes place on is like the ground level right 98.5 percent yeah there's some floating thing in the sky but there's which we're which we're interested in, and I'd like to learn more about in the second movie. Uh, but there's we're flo- we're on this ground level, and it actually like the, one thing that didn't jive too well was it it didn't seem so bad down there. Yeah, they for how often they said how bad things were, it largely didn't seem that bad. It felt like a big community. It felt like people all had jobs and food and were. Like they had time for recreation. Like I, they didn't really do a good job of displaying, like, like maybe like a homeless epidemic or. Falling well, the down. one th- the one thing was is there was clearly some overpowered people who were murdering the shit out of some people. But yes. like, it was a city, and it was like, the serial killer killed like six people. Right. Like, like a bad thing, but like, not an unrealistic thing for like present day. Right. And that's that's that I just thought was, it was like people are like. Oh, what's up there? Oh, I gotta pay my ticket so I can get my way up there. And I was like, but, I, dude, like, okay, maybe. But, but and like, also, there was like a really work. talented doctor who like with a, accepts payment in oranges. Yeah. I well, I, it's just interesting because it's like the I guess what you could take from it though is because it's so far in the future, because they didn't reveal to us what life was like beforehand. Maybe there is there are things that they are you know you get used to something gets taken away it's like yeah it's all relative it. right so it's probably you 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 could I I could take that with a grain of salt yeah no the biggest thing was it seemed or a like of cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> no the biggest thing is it seemed like okay there's bad things going on but it's always right around the corner mm-hmm. or I guess taken another way you could say sure it doesn't seem that bad but you could see how it could quickly get really bad Mm -hmm. you know what i mean where it's like maybe it's more a fear of how things could go like it feels like we're constantly on the brink of collapse 
Like if you okay. read it, if you read it that way, I think maybe it that's be becomes like uncertainty. more palatable. You know what I mean? Yeah, Where it's okay. like things it. seem to be getting a little bit weirder than they already are, mm-hmm. and we don't like the direction they're going in. Not so much as that it's the world is falling down around our ears right now, but it feels like it could any second now. Yeah, no, that's yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I. I would like to get into the spoiler territory, but before I do, I want to share a little anecdote with you. Uh, before I came down here today to record, I was talking with Kim. She's like, oh, what movie are you doing? And I said, we're doing uh, Alita. And she said, what? <laughs> and I said, Alita Battle Angel, the one I saw and I wrote the review. And she goes, oh, the animated one? Mm. And I said, no. <laughs> and she goes, wait, that's not animated? I was like, well, the, the main like, character it, yeah. is like, it's a person, but then like overlaid animation on top to like enhance features and like yeah, motion capture stuff. Yeah. yeah, and she goes, "Wait, but the other people in the movie are real." And I was like, "Yes." And she goes, "I don't like it." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "We should we should just have you on here for that review." <laughs> it's fantastic. Don't take that to mean she didn't see the movie. She didn't see it. <laughs> Just, it was so perfect. Uh, shall we get into our post-spoilers territory? Yeah, I guess that's just All right, let's one. unlift the veil then. Uh, what is Alita? What? What is she? What do you mean? Uh, she's a cyborg. Yeah. She came from the sky shoot thing. Kind of. Well, her head did. The inside. I don't want to say that the, it came out from the shoot so much like the way Hugo, Hugo said it as it came from around the shoot. Okay, what is, what, she's got, clearly has some pre-programming for martial arts and fighting. Like, I don't understand, I, I don't know what, the, like, what she is. So, what she is, What's is her history? A, a human brain inside of a engineered construct. Right, but where did, why does she have these skills? Because she learned them. When? Because she was... A soldier in the Martian army. Thank you. Right. Okay. I forgot. Thank you. That's the piece that I was missing that I couldn't remember when before. I, now I'm remembering the scenes of that. The little bit of flashbacks okay. they showed you Woo. was her training for that mission to That's attack right. the city whose name I forgot. So the floating city. And we don't we don't know how she got there or why she's. We don't like. I assume she got busted up in some sort of battle. Well, we. We saw that in the flashback when she finally remembers who she actually is. I don't remember seeing her getting. So you remember it? You remember at the you remember at the end when Hugo got <laughs> eviscerated. Uh, Hugo, you know her name names. Boyfriend. Oh yeah, that was rough. You remember that time he got, he got eviscerated? Uh huh. So there was a flashback of that happening to like her and her squad as they were attacking. Oh. And, like she. That's right. Didn't get eviscerated by the ring, but it. Like blew the tube open, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. then she fell, and that's the last thing she remembers. Okay, got it, got it. Okay, cool. That's thank you, thank you for clearing some of those things up for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like those are crucial details. No, it, it, it's fine. It's 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 the thing is it's not overall. It's, we're not talking about an important story here. Like it's a fun watch. The movie's entertaining. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it, it is. Those details are important to the story. If you want to say overall, the story isn't important, then they will be important when I rewatch it before the second one, which will inevitably come out. Hopefully, I, it sounds like it did well. Well, especially internationally, I think. So but, I'm down. Yes. I'm excited for more. 
overall it did well. It was reviewed well enough. Um, I I liked the movie. I would yeah. watch another one. I I as I had my closing line was I'll, I'm I'm gonna own this thing. <laughs> this was going in the collection. I I enjoyed it. I will watch it again. The uh, some good action in this movie. Yeah, um, I, and not, not the kind that bores me. All of it wasn't great, but some of it was. Uh-huh. Um, some of it was cool. Some of it was a, more than a little ridiculous. Um, some of it was from the trailer seventeen years ago, and some of it was made in the last few months. I really dug Christoph Waltz's power axe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty badass. I love that guy. <laughs> Yeah, what, no, he what, was great. what is it with giving this man ridiculous props? Uh, Here, the hold other? this pipe. It's absurd. It's gonna empower you in this scene. <laughs> Here, hold this ridiculous axe. <laughs> yeah, okay, I guess so. Um, <laughs> well, the only thing is, I love him in general as an actor. He was really good in this because he's just really good. Uh-huh. Um, but the only downside is like he's Basil Exposition. Yeah. Um, which... You need it sometimes. It's generally an indication that the writing isn't as strong as you would like, but it wasn't the end of the world. At least he imbued that typically that character that's really more an item and a plot device than a person. He imbued him with humanity that made you care enough that the couple of times that his life was threatened, you're like, oh no. Yeah. Because that sort of character often gets killed off. Also, do you that fun thing of like, is he a serial killer? Like, <laughs> well, so that's the thing. Um, I don't know, that's what I said here. Um, going back to our discussion about the structure of the movie, a lot of the stuff that happened in this movie, especially if you're familiar with those sorts of movies, a lot of it was fairly predictable. But not all of it. There were some genuinely fun twists. That was the first one of them. That Ido is a hunter. Well, a hunter warrior, sorry. Yep. Um, I Much like to- you. I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to <laughs> chuckle every time I heard that that term though. <laughs> it, it, well, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty sure out loud I went <laughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but that was a good twist because, like, the thing is, it had you set up for that stereotypical. Oh, yep, she, he's not what he seems. You know what I mean? He's gonna be the serial killer. And the thing is, I didn't view it as cheesy when I thought that's where it was gonna go because in this sort of future i actually viewed it as something that could make some sense in the fact that i just assumed he was creating his own patients mm. mm-hmm. i didn't think he was killing people no i just thought it was like something sadistic i thought he was wounding people to drum up business yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um or he was killing them and stealing the parts so that he could use them to fix people who needed the help right so I view that as there potentially being something more than him just being up, oh, don't trust this guy, just because because he, he even says that line, don't trust anyone, yep. before you find out. But then it turns out the twist is that he's one of these hunter warriors. Like, oh, that's kind of a cool yeah. twist. Usually the person that says don't trust anyone in the movie is the person that you're like, oh, no. Exactly. Like, they did all the right telegraphing of that thing to make it an effective twist when you find out that it's not him. That, you know what I mean? Like, so that was a kind of a cool thing to me um the other thing that was maybe slightly predictable maybe not i think because of the way that it was revealed you could get there eventually before they reveal it but at the time it wasn't something you would consider the fact that she ends up being one of these martian warriors right that's not something that's on your radar early in the movie but when you start to hear some rumblings of that Mm -hmm. eventually it crosses your mind "Mm, that could be an explanation because the explanation you're given by hugo Oh, you have to have been. If he found you in the in the scrap heaps, you have to have been from the city because those dump right on there. I was like, oh, 
okay, this is going to be one of those she was trying to do the right thing up in there and she got cast down and somehow she survived and this and that and you know yeah. one of those sort of setups and it ended up being partially right instead mm-hmm. it was she was from this outside force who was trying to fix everything by defeating them up there it didn't go right she fell down into the thing and now we have to find out who she is scrolls um what's funny you mention that because i got something for you about that whole thing in a little bit but let's go to what you wanted to say next <laughs> we're talking about uh christoph waltz as a hunter warrior and part of me when i started to understand like what these hunter warriors were and what they did i was like this is an interesting thing how does a person become a hunter warrior this this is what crossed my mind how does a person become a hunter warrior and then alita storms into a room and demands to be one i'm like got it <laughs> i was like well sir have we have the answers for you <laughs> <laughs> push this button <laughs> here's your card <laughs> you made your bed <laughs> like I, I was like oh all right that gets nothing to it like they're all walking around like badasses but it's like but anyone could be one. <laughs> well, the thing is, most of them were all badasses, and then there's Christoph Waltz. Like, how did that guy survive doing that job? Man, he's great. Because he's not, like, genetically modified or engineered in any way, shape, or form. He does have that badass axe, which yeah. literally is rocket-powered to make him swing it harder. <laughs> right, which is <was laughs> ridiculous. I suppose is an ingenious way to do that, but... It was a fun weapon. It was a fun Yeah, weapon. no, it was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah. But, no, it was fun. Um... I had so there's a, a couple of relationships that I find that were confusing to me. Uh, okay. What uh, that let's talk about first off, this movie's got Mahershala. You know I love me some Mahershala. Probably not enough Mahershala. Not nearly enough Mahershala. Uh especially he's out by the end of the movie and you only get like a few scenes with him. Can we talk about that for a second? Sure. <laughs> when he gets killed and what was the name what was the name of the bad guy nova when nova nova's possessing his body right um and she stabs him in the heart or whatever or stomach and he looks down and goes that's probably fatal as he slowly falls off the deck yeah <laughs> but he's a completely nonchalant yeah it's incredible delivery yeah uh, it's, huh, it's... that's that seems fatal <laughs> like oh this is mildly inconvenient that i'm dying <laughs> So, what I wanted to ask, though, that's actually, that was really funny. Right? Uh, (laughs) I was, like, cracking up when that happened. What I wanted to ask, what is his, I don't understand what his relationship or background with Shireen is. Um, Well, so, was it Shireen or Shireen? Shireen? Oh, I I tried to pronounce it after writing it down. I feel like it was pronounced a couple times. I feel like it was pronounced at least two different ways during the movie. Let's call her Shireen. You know, that's... Even though that's the game, even though that's the Game of Thrones character, um, so her and Ido were married, married, and they were working as like some of the top like repairers of those people in the what was the name of the sport? Murderball. Was it Murderball? Okay, I no, couldn't remember. I was it wasn't. Thinking. No, I, was saying, I thought I feel like it's that something was like that. But I kept calling it Murderball, and the first time I heard it, I went, "Wait, what?" Motorball. <laughs> Motorball. That's Motorball. <laughs> I'm gonna murder boy. <laughs> Probably one of the it's the, that is the greatest line from Knocked Up. They're in the hospital yeah. and they're in wheelchairs and, and Joe Neal goes, I'm gonna murder ball you and he kicks the other guy out of his wheelchair. Yeah, it was Jay Baruchel, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's so good. Um so the two of them were like the one of the top like like 
engineers working on the motorball circuit, like repairing these like players in the thing. Vector is like the Vince McMahon, who's like the guy who runs the league. Mm -hmm. And she has since been, I guess, promoted to kind of her, his right hand man. Got it. And they they've been divorced because of the death of their daughter. And the way that the two of them handled it, yes. And what I didn't understand, though, it, it almost seemed like they were trying to make that the Shireen, Sharon, Sharon, Chaiti uh, <laughs> vector <laughs> thing was like a relationship of some kind. But no, I never got a the working vibe relationship. Of yeah, I never got any romantic. Okay. Aspects, I know. It, it, yeah, there was just something. I, I, you know, it was they just didn't give you enough of those two characters that are able to really deliver. <laughs> Those two actors. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. Those two, like, pretty good actors who weren't given enough screen time, I guess. Although, not that I necessarily needed to see those characters more. I think they were used judiciously. Um, but sure. for the fact that those are two of the three famous actors who have, like, leading-ish roles in this movie, right. it does seem a bit odd. Um, all the uh, all the actual famous actors, like, kind of all were by the wayside, and we got much lesser-known ones who were in, like, the lead roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose with the exception of Ed Screen's face. <laughs> like what? Like what? <laughs> Are you saying what to what I just said or what to the fact of that in the movie? What to the fact of that in the movie? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in this movie. I, um, had a, I actually had a fun little guessing game going on during the movie. Okay. Because like... You're trying to figure out, like, some of these other people in the backgrounds were, like, some degree of famous. Not, it's not exactly a star-studded yeah. cast, but, like, like there's people who are, like, at the very least, you're like, oh, I know that person from that thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. some, ooh, that guys, as the ringer calls them. <laughs> um, so, like, Ed Screen was the pan. Um, he got more screen time than a lot of the other ones. And you can very clearly tell that's his face, and he's got a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. Um even though it's it, it was it was a little disorienting to see his face on the entirely machine body, but um, really like of of the effects, really well done. No, it was well done. It was just disorienting. Yeah, <laughs> it was better. It was done better than some of what happened with Alita. Yeah. Some of the facial animation that they did with her was really good. Yeah, and some aspects of it reminded me very much like I could see the actress beneath it. Some of it less so just because of the eyes. It's, it's just the eyes. Yeah. Uh, but some of the faces that they had her make were really creepy to me. Not yeah. all of them, but some of them. There's a... I don't know if you've ever seen... There's outtakes of Terminator 2 <laughs> where uh, John tells him to smile or to try to smile and he scans... <laughs> he scans someone's face and he does this thing where he just pulls his lips back Yep. Over his teeth. Like, like, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. And it goes, don't do not do that. <laughs> yeah, some of the faces were a little like that. You're right. Oh, um, <laughs> um, but they, yeah, no, so I had a little bit of a fun guessing game um, with like who each person was. Uh, like Jackie Earl Haley was Gruishka, the huge mm-hmm. fucking henchman. Yep. Although the, it wasn't his face, but it was definitely his voice. Um, and he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, and I guess in this case, a good voice actor. Um, but there was a couple other ones, specifically uh, during the motorball, the first like time we see them playing it for real. Mm-hmm. The guy who won the whole competition was Jai Courtney. Uh, that name's familiar. Looking him up right now so I can see it, put a face to it. 
He was in Terminator Genesis. He played John Con. No, John. Not no. He played Kyle Reese. Sorry. Um, and he was also in Suicide Squad as the Australian guy because yes. he's Australian. Okay. Um, yeah, but like again, it was one of those things where like you didn't see his face this whole time, and then like he won, and they were like doing some like repairs on him right after, uh-huh. and like they like 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 took his helmet off, and I was like, wait a minute, is that fucking Jai Courtney? And like he had like one line, and that's the only time you see him, and I was like, and like it got to the point where later in the movie, I was like, did I fucking imagine that? <laughs> like did I dream that? Like did I fall asleep for like thirty seconds and like imagine that? Like I don't know why it stuck with me. I was like. Did that actually happen? And I have to go back and look, and I see like a bunch of other people in there, like too. Like, there's a couple other people, but let's go to the main one of these guessing game things because some pain in those eyes. (laughs) During the there's some blue in those eyes. Uh, During the course of the movie, they keep showing. Well, they they show people's eyes go blue when Nova's possessing them, right? Yep. Uh, And we hear them in the natural person's voice doing a different voice, not a voice that's like emanating from them from Nova. Um, and so then they start showing him a little bit later in flashbacks, and he's got these big fucking glasses on, and he's got this ridiculous head of white hair, which all of it is really just a ruse to draw you away from, it's like the whole thing where they make the joke, like, why doesn't anyone notice Batman? Because you can see most of his face, but the problem is when you only see most of someone's face, you still end up losing track of what the person actually is, unless you know who it is. Um, like when, like in the Dark Knight, it was, I think it's the Dark Knight, right? Where, um, when the... The, the, it's the Russian girl. She puts the the thing over Harvey Dent's face yeah. to see, are you Batman? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, um, so they do that. This this whole like song yeah, and dance. Yeah, and he like, suddenly goes, uh, people would notice because I sleep with Rachel at night. Yeah, that yeah. That, that line. <laughs> yeah, that. <one. laughs> um, so they did that whole thing, like this whole like um, sleight of hand, where it's like, look over here, look over here. We don't want you to tell who's. The f-. And I'm like watching the movie, and a couple times they show him. It's, there's always a light flashing next to him, and this yeah. and that, and I'm like. I fucking know this guy's face. And like, you hear him say like one sentence. And I'm like, I know this guy and I cannot figure out who it is. And then finally, the final scene you see him. I'm like, Oh my God, Edward Norton. That's who it is. <laughs> yeah. It's almost, it's like one of those things where you're just like, why? <laughs> Which is why I have to imagine there's going to be a sequel because that right. was very much tipped off. Like, man, we got business to deal with, with Edward Norton and Edward Norton's not showing up to be the pain in the ass that he is. To not get a paycheck on the back end of all this. Yeah, uh, was the, that was that was very weird. And I mean, that's the way a good cameo works or whatever, right? It's just like the specific person in the specific way it was all done. I'm like, like all of the ways that they tried to keep the answer hidden from you, yeah. like ridiculous platinum blonde hair, um, these huge fucking goggles. Like he's always like a projection, and there's always some light flashing in his face to like draw you away from it like at first when i first saw him i thought it was re-siphons like i was like like who the shit is this guy i know i know who this is then i went to like maybe it's peter stormare i was like no he's too old his face has gotten fat that can't be who it is like <laughs> and I, I just didn't settle on edward norton until they finally show you his face without the glasses and i was like oh my god that's who it is I was like i know i knew who it was and i yeah. just couldn't place it <laughs> the uh but yeah they they had he was in the movie though he had clips he had little bits here and there throughout the movie it's not like uh it's not like Samuel Jackson at the end of Iron Man. It's not like he's not in the no, movie he was there, at but, all. Like, they, were, they were purposely <laughs> trying to not let me figure right. out. Did you? You didn't? Did you recognize him before the final scene? Yeah, I no, I didn't know it was him. I was like, I like you though. Was like, wait, who is that? I know that. Yeah, okay. So you experienced it similarly. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, I guess we're just not gonna find out. <laughs> and then when they find out, I was like, her? 
No. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was that was a Arrested Development joke for those that didn't get it. <laughs> Not just like a weird joke about Ed Norton. <laughs> just, it's just Anne is the nose on plane's face. <laughs> I love that show so much. Um, what else you got? Um, do you want? <laughs> we'll have a... choices. Yeah. Um, actually, I want no. another one of these beards. What I want. Yeah, no, the beer is delicious. I was like, I like had a bittersweet moment where I was like, oh, this is the final sip. Like, yay, but also no. Um, yeah. No, sorry, you know, I thought I had two notes, but no, I have one note left, and it's like a big one. All right, let's do it, because I don't actually have anything else. Oh, okay, so this will be an interesting way. So it's funny, you mentioned earlier, like we were discussing briefly the fact that we're doing this a week after Captain Marvel. You made a comment, oh, like the scrolls, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did see a big similarity to a certain extent between this movie and that. And maybe it's just because we watched them in back-to-back weeks or we're viewing them in back-to-back weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to kind of lay out a scenario and I want you to kind of engage with me as I'm going. Okay. But I have like a bunch of stuff written down here. Um, so the biggest thing, the reason that I, I felt there was such a similarity, at least between the characters, the main characters here, is our starting point with them is blank canvas. Mm-hmm. Right? It's fish out of water, amnesiac type story. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and we so with Captain Marvel, the best way I can describe how we get that unveiled to us over the course because I don't view them as being exactly the same. I view them almost as being two separate sides of the same coin. Okay. So Captain Marvel, we get this blank canvas, and over the course of the story, we fill in that canvas with the details of her former identity that eventually create a full picture of right. who she is. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, she's not really shaped by the events that go along with her. It's so much so, so much so as the events allow her to peel back the layers to remember who she was. And eventually that blank canvas is filled in with all these details and we see the picture of who she is. Uh, I'm just going to pause you there for one second because something just dawned on me. Uh, okay. She just called Veers for a good chunk of that movie. And when yeah. she finds out what her actual name is, I really thought it would have been funny if she said, my name is not Veers, it's Carol Dan Veers. <laughs> that would have been, that would have been clutch. Only if, if, only if uh, her friend, and I can't remember the name now, was it Maria? Only if she was behind her, it's like, Veers, Dan Veers. Yeah. <laughs> right, Dan Veers. <laughs> okay, so we have this picture of yep. what Captain Marvel the, the journey she goes through in the course of this movie, right? Right. Alita, same idea. Um, blank canvas. Instead of... Now, there is a, a small kernel of similarity in that she does get a little bit of that remembering who she was as, like, a kernel of, like, maybe the very foreground of her picture. But really what she is is... The way that she fills out her canvas is she is kind of like a mirror imprinting on the world around her. Like, uh, like it's a kind of a bizarre world reflection of the world she sees around her. Whereas instead of taking all the dirty, like gritty, like painful stuff around her, what it's the way that when you look in a mirror, you see the exact same picture of yourself, but everything reversed. Mm-hmm. So as the imprint of that world takes shape on the canvas, she becomes kind of the virtuous version of that. She wishes to see of the world around her where she sees people treat, being treated unfairly, so she becomes like the champion of justice for right. those people. She sees people taking advantage of people in the world, and so she decides to ramp it up by 
immediately going to sacrifice herself for the things that she cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sees people around her who are cowards. They're not willing to fight for what she views as important. So she becomes the hero she wanted to be. Right. The, the hero she thinks that the world needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, and you see like specific examples of throughout, right? She tries to avenge like serious issues where it's going on. She sees all of the hunter warriors are content to just do their job for the pay. And it's like, no, there's some yeah. fucking thing wrong. Like, that's that scene in the bar is fun. You, yeah, you, and, but it's, it's fun and it's important. Cause that's mm-hmm. like where we start to like see that turn of the tide, right? Where it's like, yeah, there's also oh, like this like, like natural born leader. And like, we aspect see she's, to her. she's destined for more than just being a martial arts expert. She's destined right. to be an avatar of what the people need. Yeah. Um, and the the sacrifice aspect, she doesn't even realize the type of user that Hugo is. He's just as bad as anyone in this world. She's only seen the good side of him, so she's willing to literally give him her heart, mm-hmm. not just metaphorically that too, but yep. physically give her give him her heart to get done the things that he needs to get done, wants to get done. Right. So I just found that interesting that these kind of two similar starting points um, diverge. Okay. Go in, in such yeah, go in such different directions. Because in the beginning, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of gonna feel rep- repetitive to me," and I didn't sure. feel that way when it was done. Yeah, no, that's that's actually that's that's funny. I didn't I I didn't put that together. Like, I wasn't I wasn't thinking about the two of them, the two films like next to each other. It makes sense that we because we just did the other one uh, that you would. Uh, but that's that is that is a funny thing to think about. Uh, yeah, you can, and I, it's, it's almost like, it's like music, right? Like there's, there's only so many notes that you can play in different octaves. So like, it, it might start out sounding the same, but then by the end, it's a completely different song. Yeah. That's, that's cool. It's kind of cool. I, 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 man, as you're going through that though, I was thinking about that bar sequence and like that, that, that was, it was a lot of fun in there. Yeah, like the, um, the fight scene, the fight sequence in there, and then followed up by like the ridiculous fight with the gigantic. What was the gigantic guy's name? Gorishka. Uh, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no, that was that was probably the highlight of the actual action scenes, right? There was some cool stuff that they did, um, especially anytime you get a chance to do that sort of like big melee, um, you have the opportunity to have some fun stuff where they're intermingling. Like it's kind of not obviously doesn't measure up to it exactly the same way, but like think of something like the church scene in Kingsman. You know what I mean? Like anytime you have the opportunity to keep pivoting around to see what's going yeah. on over here now, what's going on over there now. And this person's attacking that person, but that person's being attacked by someone else. Like there's, there's one other thing I was going, I was scrolling through the cast uh, before <laughs> that I forgot to mention that I'm curious how you feel about this. Uh, Tanji, Tanji, is that how, how did I don't remember how his name was said in the movie. Um, it was Hugo's friend who got yeah. sliced in half. Yeah, he got sliced in half. And when yeah. that happened, I was, you know, what the first thing that came to my mind was? What? Shouldn't have pushed her. <laughs> like, karma, bitch. <laughs> and I know that's not actually even remotely close to what he deserves. But for some yeah. reason, this is a fictional movie, and I was okay with it. <laughs> well, because like he was clearly a dick, but he did kind of find the right. Of it at the end, yeah, but like right at the end, yeah, <laughs> so right the at right. the end, not yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> sliced up. Yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, sorry. Going back to the Hugo thing. Uh, so when I was talking before, like pre spoilers about prioritizing, yeah. Um, I didn't mind that we saved him and gave him a body. And I didn't mind that we murdered him. What I mind is that they happened in a four minute span. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, I feel like you do either of those things or you find a way to space them out through the course of the movie. Yep. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Is no, that so much... you, you got to die in the second one if you're going to get saved like that in the first one. Yeah, or he's got to get saved fairly early on and have a chance to, like, have stakes to having the body and, like, get get back the sense of, oh, I'm kind of immortal. No, you're not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, for, for me, it was more like, oh, they saved him, so now the stakes felt much lower at the very end because I was like, well, they're not going to kill him. Yes, they did. And then when it happened, I was like, oh, shame on me. <laughs> <laughs> Which I guess is kind of a credit... It, in a way, it's both credit and um, and like a negative to the situation, right? Where it's like, oh, good on you for playing with our mind, like conventions, and it's like, yeah. no, like no one's safe, like we're gonna kill them off. But also, why did you write yourself into that corner of we made it like the crux of the movie? She finds a way to save him by cutting his head off and attaching it to her heart, um, and we he survived the procedure and gets a body, and then immediately dies anyway, like. Yeah. Just rendered everything that happened in that ten minute span pointless. Yeah, that was it, it was completely unnecessary. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it was a, a matter of priority. Like if they had found a better way to handle that, it wouldn't have felt rushed at the end. Yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, <laughs> that is kind of bizarre. So like, like you have to choose they, one of those kill... two things. Either we go with the cool thing where she escapes with his head and then also gets to murder Ed Screen's face. Um which also that was super creepy when his like tongue's flopping yep, out. Didn't like that. Wasn't a fan. Um, Or you get get to see the super important like character development where he dies and she realizes the stakes, like fully is finally like realized the stakes of why she's doing this. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you can't have the two of those things back to back. One or the other has to happen. Or like you said, that death of him has to happen in the second movie. Yeah. Maybe even honestly the first five minutes of the second movie. Sure. Though even the fact, I feel like you can't, you really shouldn't do that at all, because anytime you anytime you kill and then unkill a character, if you kill them again, there's going to be at least twenty more minutes of me going like, "But is it? De- is he dead? <laughs> like you know, like I don't know, is he dead? Are they going to somehow bring him back to? They can, they can figure it out. They just they can just do it. Um, there's the, the, there has been movies and shows where they bring people back way more in way worse shape than that. Well, I will say it to a certain extent heard particular journey and you realize that she's engineered for this right where he wasn't like he was very much an organic human who was grafted onto a body mm-hmm. whereas she was designed from the start to be like that human mind with a mechanical body like you know right. what I mean? like she meant to be that from the beginning um you never got around to seeing altered carbon on netflix did you no so uh in altered carbon you could get this implant put into your spine and what it does is it does a continuous it's like if you were always online and everything you do. Remember before we started this episode, how you said the entirety of the episode was simultaneously going to be recorded and uploaded to the cloud. Yeah. So they kind of had that sort of thing going on, where every moment of your life is being recorded to this implant. They call it a stack in the back of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you die, as long as the stack is preserved, they could download you and put you in a new body, and everything up to the moment of you getting killed would be preserved and downloaded and backed up, so you'd still be the same person. What if? They pull it out of your head. Oh, you know, there's a couple of people who get shot in the stack and they're dead. They're permanent. So if you're pulling it out of somebody's head, not like this. Yes. No, there was actually, <laughs> and there was, there was some, a character on the show who had a particular tool that he used to do that. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, vindictively, there was really no reason for him to do that. Uh, he could okay. have found other ways to just disable the people. Um, a douche. 
Yeah, he was just a vindictive ass. No, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, with her, you know, we start with finding her head, brains preserved. We put her on a body. She's having some trouble remembering, but she's at least alive. Um, and then she starts to remember who she is. But in the meantime, that cool body she had gets eviscerated by um, Jackie Earl Haley's. It's funny because he played Freddy Krueger and then he had this other hand thing too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, hand man. Yeah. Uh, he's got a weird thing with hands, I guess. Um, so she, yeah, her body gets destroyed. Then they put her on the new better body again. Um, so it reminded me of that altered carbon thing where like the guy got killed, gets downloaded to a new sleeve, back in a new body again. <laughs> what if they transfer his head onto this body and his body starts to reject it? But it's also a cyborg, and it has its own. Like it's also a machine that has its own intelligence, and it starts to fight back, and it just corrupts him, and he becomes the bad guy. That would have been interesting. Isn't that, she has to kill the man that she loves. <laughs> isn't, isn't that basically the plot of that shitty Johnny Depp movie, Transcendence? I didn't see it. I think that's basically the plot of that movie. Oh yeah. Okay. That I, I mean, in my head, I didn't think it was a great idea. I just thought it would be funny. Oh, the movie was bad, so you were right. All right. Cool. <laughs> uh, all, all in all, Hugo, probably the weakest character in the movie. Um, it, when you measure the strength of the character to the amount of screen time, yes, definitely. Yeah, and uh, it was just like whatever. When, I, I, when he died, I was just like, all right. Well, what it got to the point was uh, I didn't care so much that he died so much so as the effect it would have on her. Yeah, exactly. That's true. She still has chocolate, though. So. <laughs> This is my favorite thing. <laughs> that was that was actually that was probably one of my favorite scenes. This yeah, this is kidding. my favorite, <laughs> or that, and also when she just bites the orange, and everybody in the room is just an asshole and laughs at her. Like I also, they said like all the faces were like a lot of the faces were creepy. That one was actually perfect, biting into the orange rind and all, and she's yep. just like that. Yes. <laughs> no good. Do not like. <laughs> um, what, I guess do you you have anything else? No. I have one final thing. All right, what do you got? Were you creeped out by... Yes. By, by Brain in the Box? Brain in the Box. The end when... Yes. When Chai T was murdered yes. off screen, and then we find her eyes and brain and teeth uh -huh. in the box. Yeah, that was creepy. And, like, also like alive. Yeah, like, also... How? You're not even... You're, you're a known name. You're a good actor. And they give you no screen time and kill you off screen. Like, what is it? You got killed by... Uh, uh, that was... Uh, she got the shortest shrift, yes. That was not fair. That was not fair. Not fair. But yeah, no, yeah. well, she. I guess she does get to live on in her memories and haunt her dreams. Uh, well, yeah, I have to imagine... If, if the brain but, is still conscious, <laughs> um, just everything from that time period is just pure horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, that... Was both nightmare fuel for the viewer and for the recipient of yeah. all of the. It's just it, it's eyes and the brain though, so it just catches a glimpse of itself in the mirror and then just screams for eternity. Silent. <laughs> right, right. But you can see it in the eyes. The thing I don't understand was: were the eyes googly eyeing? Were they moving around? I don't know. Uh, I think they were, and my follow up to that is how. <laughs> They took a man's head <laughs> and put it on a machine, and he was fine for four more minutes. So I think it's, you know, nothing's too far-fetched. Sure, I was just confused. You got anything else? No, that's probably good for good me. Good episode, Al.
I told you it was going to be great. Episode. That's it for this week's episode of Flicks in the Six. We hope you enjoyed it. Tune in next week for more movie and beer goodness when we cover... What's that movie called? Triple Frontier. Triple Frontier. Until then, I'm Anthony Costanzo. I'm Al Thanks for coming out. Yeah.